And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Doug Hagman here flying solo today. Coming to you live from our radio and television studios in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania. Just want to welcome every, each and every listener. Thank you so much for listening. We've got people from Finland, I see. People from Germany. People from Norway. Australia. Canada. Hawaii. Costa Rica. And the list goes on. Welcome to you all. And, of course, many listeners here all across the United States I want to say thank you for tuning in. Folks, uh, we broadcast live every weeknight, 7 to 10 Eastern, that's p.m., right here on the Global Star Radio Network, as does our guest tonight, Dr. Ted Brower, his website, healthmasters.com. He's going to be joining us here momentarily. He is otherwise engaged. Well, he's active. Maybe he'll speak about what he's doing, but... Know that he's a busy guy. Folks, we're simulcast on BTR. That's Blog Talk Radio. And you can watch us live and by archive on our YouTube channel. The links to every audio video broadcasting venue of your choice can be found at our home base, Hagman and Hagman.com. And don't forget, we've got two separate websites. That's HagmanReport.com for news information, analysis of the news, and Hagman and Hagman.com for show information. And I'm Doug Hagman, of course. And, and again, thank you so much for listening. Just before we bring on Dr. Ted Brower, um, boy, oh boy, uh, I had the opportunity to, to have lengthy conversations today with, uh, Russ Dizdar. He's doing great work. And Pastor David Langford. Wow. I guess he brought down the house at, uh, in Branson. When I say brought down the house, I mean, I, I guess from what he said, there was just quite the anointing there. And if you have, if you ever have the opportunity to, to hear or be with Pastor Langford in a live setting, oh my goodness, you'll never be the same. You you won't. I mean, he is just phenomenal. And the same with Russ too. Russ does such a great job, and uh, of course as well. As our guest, Dr. Ted Brower, um, he's been speaking at conferences, venues all across the United States. I mean, of course, I think everyone knows he was on the speaker's circuit with many of the luminaries, politicians of their time, some of the big names. I mean, Colin Powell, the Bushes, all, all those people. But we'll forgive him for that. <laughs> now, a man, a man famous and infamous is Dr. Ted Brower. I, I, I also want to extend our thanks, by the way, to the Global Star Radio Network. Thank you so much for carrying our program, Todd. Thanks for everything you do, do for us and all the hard work. Just again, thank you. And of course, thank you, the people, the, the moderators of our 
chat room that's uh, affiliated with uh, YouTube, our YouTube account. Thank you for everything you do. And thanks to our staff. We couldn't do this without you. Portions of the night's broadcast brought to you by AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. That's right. You need uh, long-term storable food? AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com is the place to go. It's a veteran-owned, Christian-owned company. That Their products are absolutely fantastic. So stop by AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. More on that later. Also, HealthMasters.com, HealthMasters.com. You want to get your body right? Prep for what's coming. You want to be. You want to be strong. You want to be healthy. There's one place. There's only one place where I trust to get my nutritional supplements from. Not Walmart. Not Walgreens. Not Costco. No. It's HealthMasters.com. HealthMasters.com. And that leads me into our guest tonight, Doctor Ted Brower. Ted, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Doug, Joe, my pleasure as always. You got to hang out with Russ and Pastor Langford, and I got to hang out with uh, Chuck Baldwin. He said he was on your show the other night, and so I told him I'll be on tonight. So he's a great guy if you ever get a chance to meet him in person or out oh, here in Montana. Man. He lives he lives over here close to Kalispell, and, and we were talking about the concealed weapons laws and the open carry laws and all the neat things about Montana. But I've got a couple of stories to tell you that kind of are interesting, I think. Uh, they have these trams that run in and out of the park. The Glacial National Park up here in Montana, real close to Whitefish and Kalispell. And what's interesting, I've met a variety of different, I mean, I've met this entirely broad group of cast of characters while I've been riding on these trams. Because you know me, being Mr. Shy, I don't speak to anybody. And so I'm always doing like polls on the buses to find out who's voting for who. <laughs> and hard well. and cold are the looks of those in whose vicinity were voting for Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, according to your, your uh, polls, where where do we stand? There's in, no. In, well, I mean, it's like it's like eighty twenty. It's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, like everybody's voting for Trump. There was visiting Glacier, except for a few people uh, that were that were very. How should I say? They were militant women who probably didn't <laughs> like guys. It's about to, <laughs> about the nicest thing I could say. But uh, but so so. Trump, you know, that poll was done just a few weeks ago that said that, you know, 50,000 people were interviewed and in 50, you know, 1,000 per state, all states, and it was, you know, one-third Democrats, one-third Republicans, and one-third independents, and Trump, I think, was 68% to 17 or 18% for Hillary. So if the mainstream media were to tell us the truth, they'd have a much harder time skewing the election results. Always remember the mainstream media pretty much decides what propaganda they're going to put onto us, and so they allow us to basically listen to them, and hopefully they can brainwash us by doing so. But what was also interesting, I met a captain of an Apache helicopter who was retired from the Army, was in the Army for 10 years, and her last two, two tours of duty in Afghanistan, she was aide to a three-star general. Now, this is interesting. And I started giving her some, you know, talking to her about what was going on in Afghanistan. And she at first looked at me kind of funny because I started talking to her about the drug trade being monitored by the CIA and the drugs being brought in from Afghanistan into the United States. And finally, she told me I was right. She told me I was right, Doug. I mean, I can't, I can't mention her name. She has to remain confidential. She says, she goes, you know, you're absolutely right. She goes, this is what's going on. You know, 95% of the world's heroin, you know, is basically being produced in Afghanistan now. Huge amounts are coming in through the CIA into America. She goes, this is a major, major problem over there. She goes, we have absolutely no right, any business being there whatsoever in Afghanistan or in the Middle East. She goes, had multiple tours of duty as a, you know, a captain for a Apache helicopter. She said, 
there's no reason for us to be there. It's all about the drug trade and trying to subject these countries just basically to just, 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 you know, a dictatorship over there. She said it's awful what we've done and the people that we've killed. And this is a person who is an officer in the army running Apaches who says, no more, no mosque, we need to get out. And then what's even more interesting, I met a group of people that were from Lithuania. I started talking to them, and I couldn't tell what language they were speaking, so we started trying to guess, just joking around with them. And finally we said Russian, and they said, absolutely not. We absolutely loathe the USSR and what they did to Lithuania and how they destroyed us and our culture and our people. And they basically have just, you know, destroyed the entire concept of a free Lithuania. And so we talked to them for about 30 minutes. Now they're also on my email list. And then finally yesterday... We were riding back, and we were sitting outside of the tram before we started riding, and there were a group of six Germans who were here on vacation, and they were from Frankfurt. Now, this is probably the most interesting story, because this is just going to give you an extent of how brainwashed the Europeans, particularly the Germans, are. We're sitting there talking to these guys. I'm talking to them in German. They spoke very little English. And I asked them, I said, you know, what are you guys doing about this massive immigration of migrants into your country? and how they're raping the women and the children, the girls, and all the problems that you're having. And they looked at me like, oh, my gosh, he asked us the question. You know, we can't talk about this question. And they said, what do you mean? We don't understand the question. And I looked at them, and I said, really? I said, you're going you're to do this to me, really? I said, you know I speak fluent German. You know I've been talking to you. I said, you're really going to act like you don't understand what I'm saying. The Muslims that are coming in that are raping your women and your girls – and if you're doing loot acts in swimming pools, you're telling me you're not aware of that. And they go, oh, you mean the refugees. <laughs> Doug and yeah. Joe, it was the most politically correct, horrible conversation I've ever had with a group of Germans. These guys were so scared that Angela Merkel's hench team was going to show up <laughs> with this tram bus and start, you know, arresting them for talking about the migrant invasion into Germany, that here they are thousands and thousands of miles away, and they still won't address it. Finally, they addressed it, and they said, well, it's really sad this has happened, but we've got to give them a place to live because their country's in rubble. And I said to her, I said, why does Germany have to give them a place to live? And then she got real quiet. She quit talking to me about it. She just dropped it. When he talked, then she acted like she didn't understand my German anymore. And so I just wow. started laughing. I, no, it was, it was the craziest thing I've ever heard. And so, so then we all get on the tram bus together. So all the, uh, the six Germans, me and Sharon, are on the German. You know, we're, we're on the bus. We're start talking. And we had a guard, police officer who worked for the National Park Service. He was killed by a grizzly bear here about two weeks ago. I mean, just I mean, twenty minutes up the road, and he was actually riding a bicycle and ran into the grizzly bear on a trail. I mean, hit the grizzly, hit the grizzly, like a collision with the grizzly bear is how they figured what happened happened. And the grizzly bear, of course, immediately followed him and killed him. He was dead instantly, pretty much. And he had a friend of his riding behind him. You know, a couple of minutes, looked like a couple of minutes later, he ran into the corpse and couldn't believe it. The guy's in shock. The grizzly bear was already gone. They sent out a posse, basically on horseback, of hundreds of people to try to, I mean, all being armed with rifles and shotguns to try to find this bear. Couldn't find the bear. Bear took off, you know, scattered, I guess, and had enough of that. Then one of the rangers did find a bear up there, thought it might be him, charged him with a horse, and the bear took off and ran away, which surprised me. The bear actually backed off because I guess the horse was taller than him. I'm surprised the horse didn't run away. So all of these things were happening, and then we were talking about the guns, and he told me that you're allowed to open carry firearms in the National Park here in Montana because it's state law. How much do you love Montana? In other words, you can carry a 357 or a 44 Magnum on your hip. 
but that's not as effective as it might need to be for a grizzly, he told me. He said, so if you wanted to come in, this is the guy who's running the tram for the Park Service. He said, if you wanted to, you could come in with a 12-gauge shotgun, and you could walk into the park fully armed, slinging a rifle or a shotgun, and we wouldn't say anything to you. It's perfectly legal. I mean, how much you got to love Montana? And what's interesting, what happened in the next conversation, so I'm sitting beside the one German guy who hadn't said a word at this point. Up to this point, this man had not said anything. It was dominated by the, the female in the conversation outside of the tram. And so finally I told him, I said, do you understand what he said? And he goes, I didn't understand anything he said. Can you please tell me? And so I started you know, giving him the whole story of what I just told you in German. And then his response to me was, well, how come you speak such good German? I mean, I guess you hadn't been paying attention earlier. And I said, because my mom's from Germany. I never learned German. I just knew German because it was my mother's language. And then I started talking to him about guns and how we all carry guns in the United States. And Doug, the look on his face was almost like he was aghast. He could not believe it. And then he said something that sums up everything that you and I and all of the other patriots have been trying to say about gun control. He said, quote, he said, in Germany, only the criminals have guns. (laughs) Doug. Can you believe? Yeah. I mean, that's what he said. And see, this is the reasoning that we've had behind all of this and that we say, look, here's the deal. If we, the people, give up our guns, the criminals are not going to give up the guns. Just the criminals will have the guns. And then he told me basically that they're trying as hard as they can, the general citizenry now in Germany, to get rearmed because of what's going on with the massive immigration crisis in Europe right now. And, of course, Angela Merkel this last week told everybody to have at least, you know, 10, 15, two weeks, three weeks of food stored up and water stored up for some kind of potential catastrophe that may happen. I mean, are you kidding me? So it's, it's, a, it's a major, major mess as to what's happening with Angela Merkel, what's happening in Europe, and what's happening with the German people, and the massive brainwashing that has taken place. It's a horrible, horrible thing in Germany, and that Bernays would have been proud, Freud would have been proud, Skinner would have been proud, you know, all these guys in the Nazi concentration camp folks, and Goebbels, the rest of them, they'd all been proud of what happened to the German people and how they've been completely emasculated, and they won't even talk about what's going on in their country thousands and thousands and thousands of miles outside of their order border what do you think about this doug well ted i, I mean it's it's consistent with your previous assessments and findings i mean uh we're all being programmed in in such a way I, does did it surprise you that they were they had a, a this fear this innate fear of talking about it here in the United States, and especially in that area of the country where it's so, well, you can talk about things freely. Well, the uh, the, pro, the the pro, the programming has been so absolute with these guys. I mean, it's been so absolute that they really don't have the ability for free thought. It's absolutely sad to me that when we start talking about guns and arming of the American people and arming of the German people that their comment is basically nothing. They can't even speak. I mean, they went silent like I pushed a mute button. It was very, very odd to me that that happened yesterday. And I thought to myself, what an interesting thing to bring up on the radio show because most people don't realize what's happened to Germany. And see, it's happening to us now, too, with the political correctness. They've done the same thing to us that they're doing to Germany. The difference is they didn't start it over here until about 30 years ago. In the United States, you know, we've been completely programmed now, and we've also been emasculated because of all the hormones in the food supply, hence the transgender mess that's going on here that's already overtaken Europe 
years and years ago. And a lot of remember, a lot of the transgender stuff is not about hormones in the food. It's about the environment that these children are being raised in without alpha male fathers and with oh, hyperly hyper dominant women. And so a lot of these kids are programmed for this from a sociological standpoint and from an educational standpoint in Europe. So they've accepted this type of culture long ago, as many of them no longer go to church. And of course, when the government took over the churches in Germany, they basically pay the churches a income stipend, so to speak, from the people who go there. In other words, if you go to a church in Germany, you are taxed 10% of your income, which are distributed to all the churches in Europe, as basically some type of compromise with these churches. I mean, it's crazy. So most people don't want to go to church at all anymore because, as we know, 80% of the people who attend churches in the United States don't really tithe. Only about 20% of the people tithe. But the 80% at least are going and hearing the Word of God. If we decided to tax everybody another 10% of their income if they went to church in the United States, church attendance in the U.S. would plummet. And that's exactly what's happened in Germany. That's exactly what's happened in Europe. The cathedrals sit massively empty. But the, earlier today... I had a story that was breaking from Veterans Today that I want to cover with you, Doug, and it ties right back together with Russ Dizdar. And we're going to, we're going to change tracks for just a second, and I've got a whole bunch of health stories I want to cover with you guys. But Russ Dizdar has gone for years now and talked about the satanic agenda, the programming of children, uh, the pedophilia that's running rampant in the United States, uh, all of these black magicians and what they're doing and all of these services and stuff. In fact, his, his book, The Black Awakening, I highly recommend that for anyone who has not yet read it. Uh, does Russ is on point with all of this information. In fact, I, I like like with you when I was doing the show with Joyce last year, I actually interviewed him twice. Or I think I had you in there three times. But the reality is that a lot of people don't want to hear what he has to talk about because what he talks about is so bizarre and so extreme that nobody wants to believe that this is real because we've established this a normalcy bias in the United States as far as what we want to know is real. We don't want to think about this giant pedophile network that practices black magic that pretty much runs the planet through the CIA and through the Rothschild banking cartel, which we'll talk about more in a few more moments. And so it's really kind of sad. But Veterans Today, Gordon Duff, did you see the article he wrote on this? Uh, no, Duff. I haven't. Uh, I, I have not. But I, I just want to just want to add to what you said. If people knew what's out That's there, right. That's right. I mean, if, if people only knew, um, over the last couple of weeks, I, I have seen some things that, that just, uh, well, my hair's already gray, but... Uh, Added some gray to that, that, uh, that, that hair. I'm, I'm telling it, uh, I'm telling it that it's just, again, if people only knew. But, but go ahead, man. I didn't see well, that. Well, you, you gotta remember the, uh, you know, Nixon, uh, when he went to Bohemian Grove, he was so angry. And when we listened to his tapes about Bohemian Grove, uh, well, he really cussed about Bohemian Grove. He hated it. And, and, and this is what he said basically. Uh, I'm just going to quote him because it's, it's kind of an off-color word to use, but it's not really a cuss word. He called them all a bunch of faggots is what he called them. This is what Nixon said. And he said he hated being out there, couldn't believe all the, all the gay guys that were out there, but he was using a lot more words than that. This is a major problem that we have in the United States that nobody wants to talk about because it's not politically correct. We've all been taught that certain words can't be used anymore, and some words are pretty gross. They really are, like the word I used that Nixon used. That's something that was, came from the 50s and 60s vernacular, and it's really not used anymore. But guys, remember, I'm born in the 50s, so I kind of used a lot of these different words when I was younger, so I know what they mean. But Nixon really hated Bohemian Grove, wanted nothing to do with it. And, of course, we know what they do at Bohemian Grove. They bring out male prostitutes and young boys that are age... Uh, how, should you, how would I say this? They are 
age suitable to be sodomized by these older guys, we think. We don't know how many young children they bring out. Of course, it's a closed club. But it's just a giant homosexual type activity thing at Bohemian Grove where men dress like women. I and mean, we've seen pictures of some of the dignitaries and sets of states doing that out there. And it's supposed to be some kind of big fraternity frat party. That's not what this is. This is full-blown worship of Moloch, of Lucifer. That's what this is. It's all about bringing this power, this energy field onto the planet through Satan. And that's what this whole thing with this pedophile network is about. This is what, this was taught to us, you know, by the world's most, you know, wicked man, you know, a hundred years ago. And see, we have to understand this, you know, Aleister Crowley, if you guys don't know who that was, this is one of the things that has been going on now from the beginning. It happened, it was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah, it was going on in Genesis chapter six, and they're bringing us back to that level of depravity, debauchery globally. And that's why Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon my return. That's where they're trying to take us. They want us to go back to that level where these fallen angels, these interdimensional entities, all of these things that we talk and read about in the Bible that we want to pretend aren't real, that's just how people are, Christians. They don't want to believe it's real. You start talking about angels, they say you're nuts. You start talking about demons, they say you're nuts. Yeah, talk to Russ Dizdar. He'll tell you all about all of the stuff in demonic possession and splitting of personalities and the torturing of children and what they do. It's awful, guys. You need to read his book. Also, read Doug's book, Stained by Blood. That's a phenomenal book. I've read it. It's, 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 it'll blow your mind of what Doug was exposed to and what he saw personally. But let me read with you what, what I'm just going to give you an outline. You can go to, you go to Veterans Day if you'd like to read the entire article. But he says, the largest pedophile ring in history, 70,000 members, 70,000 members, Doug, heads of states, and the rats scramble. And he goes, today's story is one more aspect of what's going on with the pedophile ring being busted. Veterans Day involvement goes back to 1991. When key staffers worked for America's intelligence community, a GOP high-level staffer approached the CIA claiming that President George H.W. Bush was being blackmailed. It was said that the president was a political fund, was, was a, that the president was, was at a political fundraiser in St. Louis where unknown to the president, top GOP campaign donors were having sex with young boys some of whom had been spirited away from Boys Town in Nebraska of Father Flanagan fame. I'm not going to go into that nauseous mess of Nebraska and Boys Town. You guys can look it up online. It's, some, it's just nasty. It says the door didn't open again until, this door did not open again until the Iranian physicist Moran Keshi came to Veterans Day with his own story. He was invited to Belgium, sponsored by the royal family. Keshi was introduced to the internet guru Sterling Allen and Belgian fixer Dirk Lorsens. Within a short time it became clear that there was that he was there as a prisoner, not as a guest, having fallen into a web of pedophiles that control public life in Belgium and the Netherlands. They control corporations, courts, and police. <laughs> this is crazy. An internet pedophile ring with the seventy thousand this is from NBC News, seventy thousand members thought to be the world's largest has been uncovered by police, a security official said. The European police agency Europol said the statement that Operation Rescue, the six hundred and seventy suspects and abused two hundred and thirty children in thirty countries have been taken to safety. The pedophile ring seventy thousand strong has been identified and hundreds arrested and organization run on the internet centered of the free energy community, including websites run out of Paris, the Netherlands, and the Belgiums. What isn't being told is that same organization known as the Red Circle runs through secret societies 
with sodomy of young boys around the world, including Bilderberger, St. Hubris, the Federalist Society, Knights of Malta, Council on Foreign Relations, the Federal Reserve Bank, NATO, the Royal Families of Belgium and the Netherlands, and he says also the Supreme Court of the United States. This goes back to Scalia. This is some crazy stuff. Now, this again is Gordon Duff writing this. I'm reading part of his stuff. These are his opinions, and we'll comment on them after I go through part of the story. It's a long article. I'm only reading parts of it. An anti-Cresci told and convicted pedophile Sterling Allen, former radio host, now serving a life sentence, is said to have supplied the encryption keys that allowed the FBI to take over the Netherlands-based site. This is from NBC. The website operated from a server in the Netherlands, and its height boasted up to 70,000 pedophile members worldwide. This is some crazy nonsense. Back in September, Iranian physicist Metrin Kessi met with the FBI in Rome, setting up a meeting that was a meeting set up by veterans today from a source in Air Europol. Listen to this one, Doug. It was from this from veterans today that helped push this forward. It was Keshi's information given to the FBI in Italy that led to the seizure of Sterling Allen's computer back in January of 2016, you know, eight months ago, to, which led the Obama White House getting files tying Justice Tony Scalia to a child sex ring. This is his opinion again. And demonstrating that it was Scalia that had protected Allen with Justice, with Justice Scalia exposed to Obama, blackmail, his own friends smothered him to death with a pillow and walked past police while the world moved on, no autopsy, no investigation, and Obama refused to go to the funeral. Does that explain why Holland, president of the French Republic, was scared because he was linked to this pedophile scandal in France, along with Belgium as well? Minister of Tunisia was also involved, and he was traded by the FBI so Holland could stay in power. I mean, this goes on and on back to Scalia. This article, you guys can read it in, 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 in detail. It says, revelations of the Allen case, which led to Scalia, now lead the entire Koch network, this is the Koch brothers, including the Federal Society, said to be operating not simply in law school, but America's high school as well, into the Heritage Foundation. Ted, I, Ted, I'm going to stop you. Hang on a second. Yeah. I'm going to stop you right, right here because we're at the bottom of the hour. Yep. S- stay right there with us. Um, in a word, though, are, are you saying that Scalia, based on this information, may have been involved in, 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 in this, or is, is he a victim? Gordon involved. Duff says he was involved in it. Gotcha. Right. Because, now, now, I don't know, Doug. I wasn't there. This is just the research done right. by Gordon Duff. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm making sure that me and you and the, this show, we're just saying this is what Gordon Duff is saying. Exactly. I felt it was right. credible enough to read on the show tonight. All right. All right. Hey, stay right there. Folks, we're going to be right back. Dr. Ted Brower. Absolute honor to have with us Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com. Folks, you don't need to go anywhere else for your nutrition, supplements, information. There it is, healthmasters.com. He's the only, well, healthmasters is the only place I trust for nutritional supplements. Talking right before the break about the article that's posted at Veterans Today by Gordon Duff, um, about the, well, the 
not so pleasant. We don't like to talk about stuff like this in mixed company, do we? But, you know, it's something that we have to talk about. It's something that we have to address. It's something that we have to understand that exists because it is part of the fabric of the takedown of this country. Yes, I know what I said. Dr. Ted Brower, Ted, thanks for holding over. Go ahead and continue this. This is just amazing. Well, I had to, uh, the, uh, the article is extremely long. I just took up bits and pieces out of it because I didn't want to spend, you know, an hour covering this guy's article because yeah. you, you guys can bring him on if you're going to bring him on because he's pretty, he's pretty credible. Every time he says stuff, every time we dig it a year later after he said it, it comes up true. So, I mean, I'm not saying he's always right, but I'm saying that this is how he feels and this is the article he wrote. Uh, by the way, Doug, we do have a special again for your, for your, Hagman listeners, it's going to be Doug Five again. It's five percent right. off any size order at healthmasters.com. This is Doug Five. Now he goes on to say in this article that Alan, this big pedophile guy that Scala was basically uh, covering for, led to the entire Coke network. And it says we don't know when it began. Began maybe at the Presidio, Presidio under Michael Aquino. You know who that sicko was or is, and the Temple of Sector before. We do know that it has victimized thousands of children. The same thing that Rush Dizdar says. We know that it's victimized thousands of children around the world. In fact, Russ says it's more. He says it's in the millions now, not only in America but channeling children through Belgium and the Netherlands and the sexual slavery and death involving human sacrifice also guys which we're not going to talk about tonight I've done that before I just don't like talking about that stuff it's just nasty to me it's horrible stuff sources say that Scalia was the single actor behind the impeachment of Bill Clinton President Obama was aware of this and had ordered the FBI to set traps for Scalia we now outline the downfall of Anthony Scalia yes this is a story of secret societies operating worldwide in ritual satanic child abuse that permeates Washington, which we know that is true because of what we learned from Ted Gunderson. It's all over the planet. Uh, let me go ahead and just read you a little bit more of this because this is some crazy stuff. I want to make sure it stays maintain continuity. When Scalia arrived in Houston and chartered a plane after ditching the U.S. Marshal Protection detail, Scalia and his companion C. Allen Foster, Foster heads the Order of Hubris and co-owner with John Poindexter of the Cibolo Creek Ranch, the 25,000-acre <laughs> free for anyone to use, according to Poindexter, free of charge, whatever. You know, I believe that. The crux of the story is how they got Scalia. According to the sources, Scalia had been providing protection for the international pedophile ring and was murdered by his friends who had been informed of the nature of his visit with Obama and the doom it signaled for those around Scalia. Prosecution, ruining, ruin, being ruined, and Citizens United reversed. The mechanism Scalia used to provide his protection was the Federalist Society, which, choose, which chooses the judges throughout the U.S. judiciary system. So should any unfortunate pedophile find himself in court, the judge was under Scalia's control, thus making it a, a successful prosecution difficult to achieve. The Federalist Society grooms and recruits candidates to become judges at a young age, college kids. They specifically seek out suitable candidates who have certain moral ambiguities that can be exploited. Thus, a stranglehold is placed on the judicial system of the United States by a group which serves the interests of big pharma, big business, big corporations, oil and coal barons. This is now how their interests are time and time again placed ahead of those who we the people, including GMO, aspartanes, toxins, again, this group is being controlled by the Rothschild banking cartel and one of their many webs. This is what he's basically inferring. Scalia met with the Order of St. Hubris, the patron saint of million-dollar dude ranch hunting, 
as of yet, no one has been identified who was with their, with him there. That, that's always strange to me too, Doug. It seems that the Supreme Court justices are found all the time with pillows over their faces and nobody asks a thing. Okay. Scalia's talk in Texas was said to have gone like this. This is what Gordon Duff is saying. This is what he was told. They have us. We're all going down unless we can give them what they want. And they want, they are holding all the cards. They have everything. There's no negotiation with the White House. Instead, Scalia got, we are told, and multiple sources confirm, a pillow over his face and a heroic funeral, again, that Obama refused to attend. For a seated president not to be attend the funeral of a Supreme Court justice is unthinkable. And you can go ahead and go back and read this whole article if you'd like. It's extremely long. I don't want to do that right now or take time from the show. But, guys, we knew there was a whole lot more stuff. And, Doug, you know, I sent you some stuff from the Scalia murder that I believe it was, and we all believe his death, you know, when it all happened a few months back, one of the articles I basically sent you was a man who said that he had been victimized by Scalia and several other high-level people, and he could actually name names. And I thought, well, don't know if this guy had credibility or not, but what I do know is this. This is a ring of weirdos and pedophiles that encompass the globe and do whatever they want to do to whoever they want to do it to, whenever they want to do it. And nobody ever seems to say anything to them. And apparently Scalia got too close to the flame and got himself torched after he met with Obama. So I don't know. What do you think about all this, Doug? Because this is some weird stuff. Well, uh, you, you know, the uh, speaking with Russ and, and having the opportunity to spend time with him and look at the overall picture well well deeper than... than um, Anyone, I mean, Russ has the files. He's got the documentation. He's got the uh, forensic evidence. He's got the well. He's got he's got his finger on the pulse of really what's going on today. So the numbers alone, the numbers are just astronomical. The 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 satanic worship, and I do mean that uh, satanic worship is pervasive. And you know the law enforcement. They're less than receptive. The FBI less than receptive. They don't want to talk about any of That's this. Right. You know, it it, it it's I, I've seen this, and now I understand it. So there it is. Yep. Well, the whole thing is just nauseating to me. I know it's nauseating both to you and Joe too, and to all of us. I mean, we the, here's the problem: these guys are like standing there naked, right, in front of us now, because we all know who they are and what they're doing. Some individuals we may not know, but we realize what their societies are doing, and because the internet has fully exposed these guys, and now they're all going, "Wait a minute, you're not supposed to know this." But the problem is because you and I, Doug, are not material witnesses of stuff like Scalia was. You know, they don't really care what we say because they're just going to say we're conspiracy theory nuts, like Hillary basically said of, you know, <laughs> Alex Jones. And That's right. What, what, and what's so funny to me, this is, so funny, this is what's so funny. Does anyone take this witch literally anymore? Does anybody believe anything she says? I mean, all she does is lie. The fact that she went against Alex Jones in our circles just gives Alex more credibility. And the fact Absolutely. that Trump was on Alex's show, she's slamming him for that. And the craziest part about all of this stuff is, Doug, she cannot be believed with anything she says. I mean, it's just nuts what this lady has done. And we're going to talk more about that in a few more minutes. And by the way, one more thing before we jump on the nutrition bandwagon real quick. Daily Wire, State University is now offering stop white people training. 
the State University of New York, S-U-N-Y, which is, by the way, a huge university at Binghamton, is now offering a course called Stop White People K-16 as part of a routine training for residential assistants. And what they're doing is uh, they don't like white people. <laughs> Just, and they've right. been training. They've been training them now how they've been training their people how to stop white folks. Now, guys, now listen to me for a second. I'm going to say something that's really politically incorrect. And Wayne Allen Root basically said it in his latest book, you know, Angry White Man. <laughs> you know, this is ridiculous. I mean, we are being systematically singled out to be taken out of this entire agenda with the globalists to have us integrated with every other known person on the planet to get rid of white people in general, to kill us with Gardasol shots, to kill us with GMO foods. They're doing everything they can. It's an all-out all assault on white folks, and now they're offering stop white people training at a major university. I mean, just imagine the fervor that would be released if we said stop Hispanics, stop black people, stop Muslims. I mean, anybody, pick anybody, stop Hindus, stop Buddhists, stop anybody, stop Chinese. They would go nuts if that were to happen. But because we're white, we're fair game. We're fair game for the globalists to come after us because they don't want nationalism and they don't want anybody interfering with their new world order and the great scheme of things that they're trying to bring in with their pedophilia, their satanic worship. And we've talked many times about how they control the energy fields through their satanic ritual abuses and what they do, you know, in their closed door sessions. I mean, we've talked about that. And Stanley Kubrick tried to discuss all that with us, you know, in his book. And it, well, not his book, but in the movie Eyes Wide Shut. Now, I don't recommend that movie unless you watch it, edit and with no children in the room. And you'll get an idea. But remember, 15 minutes of that movie were cut out, supposedly before it was released and he died before it was released because he was going to fully expose what they did with the energy fields the satanic ritual sex abuse and sacrifice and they took that part out of the movie so guys this is real Russ Dizdar is right uh, Doug is right Pastor Langford is right it's all there in front of us the problem is the vast majority of the population doesn't want to deal with this because it affects their normalcy bias too much they don't want to be part of this because it's so insanely negative and so horrible to even think that it's real that nobody wants to believe that it's real and everybody wants to pretend, Doug, it's just all a big joke or That's made right. up. And it's not. Read Doug's book, Stained by Blood. Everybody needs a copy of that. It's an excellent book. And you'll understand how deep this goes. Ted Gunderson tried to expose it also. All right, anything else you want to comment on that, Doug? Because I'm going to jump on some nutrition stuff real quick. No, let's, uh, let's rock, Ted. Well, yeah, because I mean, the, 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 again, even I can't take much of this stuff. All right, I start I reading through it, and I'm kind of like, God, not, now I feel like I need to go jump in the shower and scrub off with some life soap, just talking about these whack bags. And see, the thing about it is, it makes me so angry, is that they've gotten away with it, Doug, for so long. I mean, this is this has been going on since the beginning. I mean, these are the, this is the stuff, the sicko stuff that was taught to human beings by the fallen angels, by Lucifer and the gang, who say this is the way it's supposed to go. This is all okay. This is good. This is happy if we kill these young children. This is all fun, fun, fun. This is not fun. They're a bunch of whackbag sickos. They're awful. And I'm, I have to be careful not to start screaming about it because I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to get myself in that state. Here's an article. Thir dying 13-year-old girl in England started having horrible, horrible health problems after she had an HPV shot. And she finally got on the computer, started doing all of the research, and diagnosed herself and was able to recover because the doctors told her it was all in her head 
and there was nothing she could do as she was dying at the age of 13. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of girls now globally, if not much higher than that, that has basically that have basically shown that the HPV Gardasil shot is incredibly dangerous. We even talked to you about a few months back about the lady who actually did the research at Gardasil. She came to a pediatric convention and basically said, everything that we were taught, everything that you were told is a lie. My research did not show that. Do not take this shot. Guys, these Gardasil shots are massive, massive infertility agents. These immunizations that they're giving these kids in some way are elevating nagalase, if it's from the food, if it's from the immunizations. We talked about this a year ago with Dr. Bradstreet and Dr. Gonzalez, who were both murdered. And these guys were pioneers in the field of autism and working with kids, trying to get them back away from this autistic disease that they were basically given through all of this stuff they've been fed and given. And, guys, it's a major issue. So I'm going to say it again, and we're going to drop the immunization stuff tonight. Really evaluate what you want to do and make it your decision, not your pediatrician's decision. Today I was speaking with a girl here in the office that I'm using tonight to do the show with you guys on Skype, and she was helping me print some articles up, and she saw me print up the article on HPV, and she came in and started talking to me, and she goes, you know, Ted, here's what I decided. I've got a four-month-old baby who she had with her. She goes, I gave her the first set of immunizations and my kid got so sick I didn't want to do it again so I started doing the research on immunizations and I realized that I'm not doing this anymore. There's too much stuff about how bad these things are. I'm not going to do it. Now she says I will no longer do it. Of course her pediatrician pitched a little hissy fit because she wasn't going to do immunizations anymore. Sadly, in some states like California now, they're having to turn kids away from school because they're not allowing a religious exemption any longer in California. Then they're going to have to either homeschool the kids or be forced to immunize the children. It's all part of the globalist agenda because remember, there are 72 immunizations now that have been mandated and these immunizations massively elevate apparently nagalase, which increases the risks of autism, or it's from another source. I'm not sure about that. No one is. And also, it causes a massive problem with Autism, which we now know is a fact because of Thompson coming forward and blowing the whistle on the Food and Drug Administration a few years ago, which again has had no mainstream coverage because the mainstream folks are the same folks that are being told what to do through the Rothschild cartel. Here's another article. Research now is proving that raw milk actually boosts immunity. And of course, mother's breast milk is raw milk and it boosts, boosts immunity. And, this, and, this, and the research now is saying that raw milk from a good source, from a pure source, is one of the best foods that you could eat. Now, I'm going to add one thing to this. The raw milk from goat's milk is probably the best source of milk you can get. It's a much smaller animal. The molecules of the goat's milk are much more suitable for children and for human beings to use. But again, after you become an adult, you really don't need a lot of dairy products. You should be able to get your dairy products from green leafy vegetables. But if you do continue to drink dairy products as an adult, if you can get certified goat's milk in your area from a clean source, it's a good source of calcium and a good source of magnesium and a good source of all kinds of immunoglobulins that can actually can make you healthier if it's raw. But it's got to be from a state-certified source. Otherwise, you shouldn't be drinking raw milk whatsoever. Now, here's an article that I wanted to talk about today on my show, and I didn't have time. The hidden dangers of mammograms, what every woman should know. Millions of women undergo them annually, but few are even remotely aware of just how many dangers they are exposing themselves to in the name of prevention, not the least of which are misdiagnosis. A new study published in the Annals of Family Medicine titled 
long-term psychological consequences of false positive screening mammography brings to the forefront a major underreported harm of breast screening programs. The very real and lasting trauma associated with a false positive diagnosis of breast cancer. I'm going to kind of paraphrase that. They tell you that you got cancer, you're about to die of the breast cancer, and later they test you again, they find out you don't because the test showed a positive. See, this happens all the time, and so it really messes with people's heads, is what they're saying. It causes a sense of dejection, anxiety, negative impact on behavior, negative impact on sleep, degree of breast, degree of breast self-examination. It goes on and on and on. The article was written by Sazer Jai. It's an excellent article on this, and he, has, he goes on to say that millions are harmed by breast screening despite assurances to the contrary. Research of this kind clearly indicates that the conventional screening process carries health risks both to body and mind. In fact, Dr. Mendelssohn used to talk about breast screening and mammography all the time, about the dangers of people using this type of technology to determine whether or not they have breast cancer. Now, guys, listen. Women, you need to avoid aluminum deodorants. They have been shown repeatedly to increase the risks of breast cancer. You're putting the aluminum directly under your armpits. It can get absorbed into the breast tissue. And when they biopsy these breast cells that do have cancer, they find in many cases they're abnormally high in aluminum. Health Masters carries a really good magnesium deodorant product. It, It works phenomenally well, and it doesn't have any aluminum in it. So we really promote what we preach, and we do what we preach, because guys, don't use aluminum chlorhydrate antiperspirant deodorants. Don't cook out of aluminum pots and pans. Don't wrap your food in aluminum foil if it is touching it to be cooked. Just simply don't do it. What Sharon does when she makes a baked potato, she'll wrap it like in a paper wrap that's made for oven and for cooking, and she may put aluminum on the outside of that, but she will not put it in direct contact with the food. And if you have aluminum pots and pans, you need to dispose of them. Don't use aluminum triskelate as an anti-caking agent in baking powder or in salt. Check your labels to make sure it doesn't have any aluminum, anything that you're putting into your body. Not only does it increase the risk of breast cancer, it also increases the risk of senile dementia. And so it's just a product that you've got to avoid. It's really a, it's a heavy metal that your brain really, really doesn't like, and it causes all types of problems with Alzheimer's disease also. She, he goes on to say with the mammography that you're up to 30 times more likely to form tumors if you radiate your breasts on a regular basis because of the amount of radiation you're getting from the mammography. So my wife doesn't do them. I'm not telling you not to do them, but do the research, making sure that you don't put a bunch of these compounds into your body. It's really, really important. Also, one more thing on on, on deodorants, make sure there are no paraffins or propylene glycol in your deodorants. There's all kinds of natural alternatives. If you don't want to get our product, you can go mix it yourself. You can do some baking soda, quarter cup of baking soda, quarter cup of cornstarch, and you can use 10 drops of scented oil. Make sure it doesn't cause a rash. And a couple of tablespoons of coconut oil if you want to do it that way. But the product that we have with the magnesium is absolutely one of the best you're going to use. Uh, and here's why. Magnesium's importance that we have in our body is incredibly it's just, it's, 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 I cannot overemphasize the importance of magnesium in the human body. Magnesium is like the fuel in a gas tank in a car. Your body burns it and uses it in hundreds of biochemical reactions in the body. Calcium is like the water in the radiator. Your body recycles it over and over and over and over again. Magnesium is critically important to be taken on an ongoing basis. The problem is it's very difficult to use from a supplemental standpoint because it causes diarrhea. 
it, 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 a lot of people, they simply can't tolerate it from a bowel standpoint. So what we do is we use magnesium chloride as a foot soak bath and we actually have a, we're on a you know an RV in an RV and so we actually brought our magnesium foot bath with us and we soak our feet in the RV every day or if we try to every day we missed a couple of days on the trip but we automatically absorb much better aluminum transdermally I'm sorry not aluminum magnesium Doug transdermally because aluminum can be absorbed transdermally too I was talking about that and I've changed topics magnesium absorbs transdermally extremely well and can bring your magnesium levels up Sharon's come on I spoke and how she had spinal stenosis real bad and her hands were all swollen and she started using the foot bath and the magnesium bath salts and she was able to get rid of all of those types of problems that she had by simply using the salts on a regular basis because it massively decreases the risks of hardening of the arteries when you take a magnesium supplement on a regular basis. Calcium deficiency is a common nutritional concern, again, but most people don't talk about magnesium deficiencies. Side effects of magnesium deficiencies include fibromyalgia, atrial fibrillation with the heart, diabetes type 2, PMS, premenstrual syndrome, cardiovascular disease, and mortality, which I think that's really, really important. You understand that. Migraine disorders, uh, actually accelerated aging, and a whole bunch of other things. So, guys, there's all kinds of natural sources of magnesium. Uh, rice bran works pretty well. Uh, seaweed has a lot. The chives, you know, different uh, coriander leaf has a lot. Pumpkin seeds has a lot. Uh, Flaxseed has a lot. The cumin seed has a lot. There's all kinds of natural things that you can do as far as bringing up your magnesium levels, including using the magnesium chloride foot soak every day, which is what we do because it's just easier to make sure you get enough magnesium in your system like that. What do you guys think about the magnesium issue? Well, I, I can attest to the fact that magnesium works for um, issues with, well, like spinal stenosis or arthritis. It, it's made a difference with, with uh, my wife. The foot soaks, the whole body soaks. Actually, it, it, it doesn't matter. Use it. It, it does make a difference. Um, do you get, I, I, let me ask you this. Oh, by the way, in case you didn't hear this, um, Joe is off tonight, so it's just you and me, bud. Oh, um, I don't know. Okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, but do, when, when you get a, a metabolic panel blood test done. Do they check for magnesium levels, or do you have to ask them to check for magnesium levels? They can, but most of the time you have to ask for it. The reason, okay. the, the problem with the minerals, though, Doug, and it's with pretty much all minerals in the body, it's difficult to test for them because what the body will do, they'll pull them out of tissues. If they're, see, magnesium is required for the heart to beat properly, and so the body will pull it from tissues to make the blood magnesium seem okay. The best way to test for mineral deficiencies is through a hair analysis. Hair analysis is a really important to determine if you have too much of anything in your body and not enough of other things in your body. And one of the things you test for in a hair analysis, magnesium, and almost everybody that I've seen with a hair analysis has been tested, uh, has a deficiency in magnesium. So guys, listen to me real quick. Just make sure you take enough. You can't get too much of it. That's the point. If, especially if you're doing it through a foot soak. Your body's only going to absorb as much as it needs. If you get too much of it from an oral standpoint, it may cause diarrhea, so you got to be really careful with that. So yeah, so we still use it on a regular basis. I know my wife she was all bent over with spinal stenosis, and she was in bad shape, bless her heart. She was like 58 years old, 57 years old. And uh, she told me, she was, I don't know what to do. She couldn't sleep at night with her hips and everything else. She was in so much pain from bone spurs. And she started using the foot soaks and the, the baths, and she no longer has that problem. Me, I couldn't sleep on my left side because of a bone spur in my shoulder. Now I have no problem at all sleeping on my left side, which is really kind of nice because, you know, when you 
turn over in the middle of the night, it's kind of nice to be able to turn over in the middle of the night and not say, ouch, that hurts, you know. So I, <laughs> I, use, the, <laughs> I use the product every single day to the best of my ability. Now, here's another article. How Monsanto Promotes Worldwide Infertility. Monsanto has a long and infamous history of manufacturing, bringing to market such chemicals as DDT, Agent Orange, Aspartame, Roundup, and Dioxin, chemical compounds from which society still continues to reel from the effects. Uh, this is this is crazy. Back in the 20s, Monsanto was the largest producer. This is 8, 1920. Was the largest producer of PCBs. The chemical was used in lubricants for electric motors, hydraulic fluids, and to insulate electrical equipment. Old fluorescent white light fixtures and PCB capacitors may still contain the chemical. During the years that PVCP was manufactured and used, there were no controls placed on its disposal. And so now all of this junk is in our water supply and there are possible human carcinogens. Uh, babies can be born with, P- with the PCB exposure with neurological and motor control delays, lower IQs, disrupted sex hormones, imbalanced thyroid immune effects. I mean, this is all Monsanto again. The, the chemical poisoning can actually begin before birth if the mother is exposed to this. And then another compound they manufacture, which is absolutely wonderful, is butyl bezel phthalate, another Monsanto product. <laughs> this is BBP, also manufactured by Monsanto, was recently implicated in cell fat storage. This specific phthalate was found in human fluids and had an effect on the accumulation of fat inside of cells. BP BBP is used in the manufacture of vinyl tile and as a plasticizer in PVC pipe, carpets, conveyor belts. And, of course, it's making it back into the aquifer and back into your reproductive organs. It causes low sperm count infertility affecting animals and humans. Now, we're not talking about glyphosate and all these other things that they do. We're just talking about chemicals they use that basically cause problems with infertility. That's amazing. Ted, Ted, hold that thought. We're at the top of the hour. Wow. Okay. Uh, to, to think Monsanto, the, the uh, originator of all this junk. Healthmasters.com. Visit healthmasters.com. Doug5 at checkout. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, 5 for 5% off. Stay right where you're at. Doctor is in the house. That's right. Dr. Ted Brower is our guest. Healthmasters.com is his website. Healthmasters.com website for Dr. Ted Brower. 5% off. If you use the coupon code at checkout, Doug5. I did it. It works. Try it. Seriously. 5% off anything. That's a good buy. All right. Now, I, I it's the only place I, I go for nutritional supplements. And if you're in the, uh, if you're looking for long-term storable food for your preps, health, uh, definitely go to, uh, americansurvivalwholesale.com. That's americansurvivalwholesale.com. That'll work too. But make sure you take care of yourself with Health Masters. Again, the doctor's in the house, so glad to have him. And you can catch his show before ours at four o'clock Eastern as well as right after our show. So it's, we're sandwiched in there. That's, that's great stuff. Dr. Ted Brower. Ted, go ahead. 
my brother. Thanks, Doug. Continue. In fact, also after this show tonight, you'll hear the show that I did with Austin on, on totally different topics. It'll be tonight at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. Every night after the Hagman Show, we have a repeat of our show that we do live from 3 to 4 every day. So you guys have multiple opportunities to listen to us on a regular basis if you want to hear us. <laughs> you may not want to hear any more of me. You may have had enough, and that's okay, too. But let me share one other thing with you. About, well, i got a couple more articles on health, and then we're going to go ahead and shift into the political realm. Here's an interesting article that I have known for years, and now it's coming out. Uh, this turmeric basically beats chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery for brain cancer, studies suggest. This is by Sazer G. He's the founder of Green Meadow Info. And I'm going to give you two examples of this in just a second. But let me share with some of the stuff that he says. Increasingly, science is validating the therapeutic value of spices to prevent and treat disease, including for conditions as serious as lethal brain cancer. Modern medical science is finally catching up to the wisdom of our distant ancestors. And spices, for instance, were once traded along ancient spice routes throughout Asia and North America and Europe, and they were extremely valuable. Now they're finding out there's different natural substances that work as alternatives for drug therapy, including chemotherapy agents. Now, I'm really treading on some thin ice here when I talk about this, and I want to be pretty clear I have never worked with a patient directly because I no longer see patients using this. But I know medical doctors who have done this with patients who have had cancer with good results following a nutritional protocol with them. These are MDs, not me. Now, recently, research and has surfaced revealing that it actually may help to combat one of the most lethal forms of cancer, glioblastoma. Glioblastoma is a particularly fast-growing and deadly form of brain cancer, which, despite aggressive therapies, is associated with survival rates that rarely surpass two years. The actual survival rates actually rarely surpass one year. Given the poor prognosis and the serious dangers linked to chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery, natural solutions are beginning to be taken more seriously to treat glioblastomas. Now, here's what's interesting, Doug. I have a friend of mine who's a dear friend of mine, that I've known for 35 years. And his son was diagnosed with a glioblarain tumor, a glioplastoma, about three years ago. And it was crazy because he called me up, and I directed him to a medical doctor to work with. And he told me, he said, here's what they've told my son. The boy's 21 years old. They said that he is going to be dead within 90 days. They did surgery, and what he was doing was riding his bicycle out in Denver. And he basically, uh, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give any more information to that because I'm not gonna get a, uh, I don't want you to understand who he is, who this person is. I have so much respect for him and his family. And he, and he passed out, fell off the bicycle. They went into the MRI because they thought he had brain damage. And they found a baseball-sized malignant glioblastule tumor in his brain with tentacles. Okay? Tentacles are growing through his brain. So they went in and did an emergency brain surgery on him, removed the bulk of the baseball-sized tumor, which is extremely aggressive and large and that to be that big in the brain. And then they had to go in and a second surgery a few days later and remove part of the tentacle structure. And they told him that he had 90 days to live without aggressive chemotherapy and radiation. 90 days. And they told him that even if he does the aggressive radiation and chemotherapy, it was going to cost a million dollars because the boy had no insurance, that he would be dead within 12 months. So regardless of what happened, he's going to be a million dollars in debt or he was going to be dead 
or he was going to be dead anyhow. So there was like zero help for the prognosis. And so I sent my buddy to this medical doctor that I know who practices alternative health care here in Florida. And they started immediately on large amounts of turmeric. And they also uh, used vitamin C IVs, potassium iodine, vitamin D3, and a whole bunch of other therapies they got him involved in. And a year later, the boy's still alive. And he went back into the doctor, a different doctor now in South Carolina, and they did an MRI on him again, and they could find no trace of the glioblastoma, which is, the, which is malignant brain cancer. Now, this is crazy story, but this, I mean, I know this to be fact. I saw this, you know, personally. And then uh, now the boy has been, I think, three years, two and a half, three years now, and he's doing absolutely wonderful. He has no more problems with brain cancer whatsoever. So that's the power of natural medicine that I've personally seen. Uh, we know another lady, Katie, Dave Hodges' co-host, who was diagnosed with malignant breast cancer, and they biopsied her and found that it didn't do, actually didn't do it. They didn't do it. They did a lumpectomy on her, removed the lump, but they didn't get all the surrounding tissue. And she also started taking large amounts of turmeric and followed the basic same protocol that uh, this other man's boy had followed. And she now is cancer-free. And the doctor was taking notes as to how she had done that because she worked with a medical doctor out in Colorado, out in the Denver area. So she's written an entire article on that if you guys would like to see exactly what she did. So guys, listen to me. Just because you have somebody tell you something's wrong with you and there's no natural alternative to it, you might want to do your own research because in some cases there might be. There really can be. I know, Doug, with you, you know, you had extremely high blood sugar and we put you on a few supplements and changed your diet and said, why don't you try this? And you did and it worked. You know, we had, you know, Dave Hodges, same thing. He had a real high blood sugar, did a few supplements, tried this. Now he has no problem with his blood sugar anymore. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of natural protocols that are out there that nature gave us with healing herbs and spices that would do phenomenal along with supplements. It's just it's really important that you get high-quality supplementation as best you possibly can because if you're getting stuff that's made out of China that's contaminated with who knows what, including lead, you don't want to put that mess into your body. All of our stuff that we do at Health Masters, we test every raw material that we bring in that we manufacture supplements with. And Doug has seen it. We're sending videos of this. We actually have machines that test for heavy metals and tests that basically require huge amounts of energy to test for lead and heavy metals. And we, every single thing is batch tested that we make. So we make sure that nothing is going to go to you that's going to cause lead contamination. See, that's why it's so important to know where you're getting your supplements and how they're being manufactured. So... Guys, I want to thank you. I want to thank all of you listening tonight. I know I talk a lot about the political stuff now, and I don't get that much into nutrition stuff. I got that. I understand that. I love the nutrition stuff, but I've been doing it for 36 years. Health Master's been around, by the way, for 36 years. And so it's a, it's just, it's easy for me to help folks. And that's why so many of you call the office, and I'm in the office, or I'm not out of town like I am right now in Montana. And we, and we'll, uh, somebody will say, well, somebody heard you on Hagman. And, and I guarantee you there's a plethora of you listening right now who've talked to me on the telephone, who I've said, hey, why don't you try some of this and this? And you send me an email back and you go, wow, I feel great. I feel so much better than I did. So thank you, at least for at least, and many of you get your multiple vitamins from us. I mean, like pretty much everybody listening takes multiple. Multiple vitamins, and so if you could just get your multiple vitamins from Health Masters or cellulose gel caps, methylated B vitamins, and you'll really feel a difference on just the multiple if you try that, and that helps to fund my programming with Doug. 
you know, you need to be, you know, helping Doug as far as donating money with Doug's show as best you can. I mean, if everybody gave $5, $10, $20 who's listening, uh, Doug could expand his show larger and larger. So it's a lot, it's a blessing to be able to work with people like Doug Hagman and Joe Hagman and Dave Hodges Thank and you. Russ Dizdar. And oh, by the way, I met Steve Quayle since the last time I was on with you. I yes. finally got a chance to meet Steve. And I will say to all of you listening tonight, Steve is exactly the same in person. <laughs> as he is on the radio, just like when you meet me, I'm exactly the same as I am on radio in person. He's real. Uh, we had lunch with him in Bozeman, and we're hoping to go back through that area and talk to him one more time. He's a true man of God. I highly respect him, and I, I, I feel privileged to call him my friend. He's a great, great guy. So when you guys get to hear Steve Quayle on Hagman Show, you're listening to The Real Deal also with, with Steve Quayle. Now, here's another interesting article. The first long-term study, Doug, has confirmed the world's most popular pesticides is literally what is killing the bees. And in the 1980s, Bayer, which again is a subsidiary of Monsanto, developed a potent new class of pesticide called a neocetinoids. Neo, neonics is what they're abbreviated as, which rapidly came to dominate the agricultural spectrum. In 2008, they represented 24% of the global market for insecticides, and the product Imid Acloprid, becoming the world's most widely used insecticide in the world, and now they are finding that this pesticide, this insecticide, is being directly linked to the killing of the bees on the planet, brought to you by Monsanto. Surprise, surprise. Another article, the Zika pesticide that is, was used, <laughs> the, the Zika pesticide has been linked to a 60% increase in autism, and is this the beginning of a pandemic? Uh, this is from uh, Natural News. It says, as fear of the Zika virus spreads throughout the United States, authorities are desperately looking for ways to protect their citizens. As reported by Circa, over 1,000 people in the U.S. have been infected with the Zika virus, which is believed to cause severe birth defects like microencephaly. But now they're finding out that from the University of California showed that pregnant women living within a few miles of farms where pesticides like Nalid were sprayed had a 60% increased risk of developing a child with autism and experiencing developmental delays. Dr. David Perlmutter, a board-certified neurologist, said that authorities need to take a step back and look at the broader picture of spraying insecticides and poisons on human beings and weigh the various benefits. <laughs> you know, guys, I'm going to tell you this story again because if I had not seen this with my own eyes, and many of you are tuning in for the first time, I live in Florida. Back in the 90s, we had a problem with a Mediterranean fruit fly, and they decided they were going to spray us with malathion, which is a known neuro neurotoxin. It also causes birth defects in women if they're pregnant, if they get sprayed with this mess. And they decided, because of this Mediterranean fruit fly was affecting the orange grove production, they didn't bother to think about the fact that the spraying of aluminum later would cause a massive death of orange trees. They basically started, they decided from their infinite resources that they were going to use DC-3 tanker planes with spray nozzles, and they were going to spray the entire central Florida area where I live with malathion, a neurotoxin. And so they warned us to stay inside when you see DC-3s coming over, flying at about 400 feet with their nozzles turned on, soaking everybody down in insecticides. And sure enough, I went out the next day. They're spraying the lakes. They're spraying, the, spraying everybody, people, cars, everybody. Finally, consumer groups had enough of it, and they filed a lawsuit in Tallahassee, the federal court, to stop the wholesale spraying of humans with insecticides. Guys, 
This is what our government is capable of doing. So when people tell me that chemtrails aren't real, and I've tested the water and the rain, and I found aluminum and barium in super high concentrations, so high that it's considered unsafe to drink by EPA standards, and they tell me that this is not happening, and I'm looking up and seeing it here in Montana, in Bozeman, down in Victor, Montana, in Florida, all over the NATO countries, I'm telling you, it's real. They don't care if they kill you. They don't care if they kill me. They don't care if they kill any of us, Doug. In fact, that's their stated goal is to reduce the population of the planet down to 500 million, according to the Georgia Guidestones. And so if they're reducing the population of the planet by spraying us with insecticides, they're happy about it as far as I'm concerned. What do you think, Doug? Well, I'm glad you mentioned the Georgia Guidestones, Ted, because we had Chris Pinto on not too long ago. We're going to have him back on again. Uh, he, he has done the definitive research on the Georgia Guidestones, identifying the man behind them, the, the man who created them. This guy, I mean, Chris Pinto is, is a fantastic researcher. And, yes, the geoengineering of the planet that includes uh, chemtrail, aerial spraying, is part of this larger goal of depopulation. And just to... Just to yeah, I'm going to stop there. You know, uh, what, what more can we say? I, I mean, it, it's and how can people deny this? You know, I, I was watching a couple of movies late at night last week from the I think they, they were from the 50s, and and there were some outside scenes. You don't see as many chemtrails, or you don't see any chemtrails when they're they're kind of spaghetti westerns, if you will. But I mean, filmed outside. Watch the skies compared to today in the outside scenes and tell me that there's not a difference. Go ahead, sir. Well, you're right. Look at the old Bonanza shows when they ask you we're filming on location out there, you know, in Nevada. And you look at the skies and they're deep, deep azure blue. I remember Doug going to Germany and I actually took pictures of some of the castles with the deepest blue skies you've ever seen. I was able to do that all the way up into the 90s in Germany. And then all of a sudden, about the middle part of the 90s, 95, 96, 97, 98, you started seeing these long contrails that just didn't evaporate. They stayed up there, turned into these cirrus-type clouds. And now here in Montana and in central Florida, I'm not just picking on Montana, it's like living in a chemtrail soup. It's awful. And I asked Steve Quayle about this because they were spraying so heavy that day. I was in Bozeman a few weeks ago. And Steve said, as we all know, and that's part of the geoengineering weather program to basically reduce the amount of food in production to use food as a weapon and that it was unbelievably bad, but that's what they were doing in Montana to decrease the amount of rainfall, to decrease the amount of river runoff, to decrease the amount of water used available for crops, which is what we've seen already in California. I mean, we've had that high pressure zone parked outside of, outside of California now for years, and it's massively affecting crop production and water, and the aquifers in California are literally drying up. See, and I'm going to say this one more time, and I've mentioned this multiple times on the shows. The agenda that these guys have, this isn't a generational agenda in that it's going to take 15 or 20 years. They don't care about that. These guys have extremely long life expectancies. Uh, the fallen angels, who I personally believe in these demonic spirits and all these crazy things that we read about in the Bible that nobody wants to talk about, these things, they have extremely long lifespans. And so they don't really care if it takes 100 years or 500 years to get their agenda back to Genesis chapter 6. That's the whole goal, is Genesis chapter 6, where every thought of every man was evil all of the time. This is what they're pushing. This is what they're promoting. And sadly, Christians 
because of the Schofield Bible, and I've talked about this in detail, promoting, you know, all kinds of crazy things and beliefs with the rapture. And don't get me wrong, guys, I would love to go out in the first load with the rapture. I would love to have nothing bad ever happen to any of us here in the United States. I would love to have God say, okay, you guys are really doing good down there. We're about to get really bad down there, so we're going to yank you out real quick. I just don't think Scripture supports that. Now you say, well, some people say, well, I'm a pre-trip rapture. Okay, I'm, I'm good. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'm not even arguing with you. I hope you're right. But the reality is the Bible also says that the end times are not cut short. Even the elect would not survive. Well, as far as I'm concerned, when we're talking about the elect, those are the people who already know and who believe in the lordship of Jesus Christ. So if the elect could not survive, well, things have gotten pretty doggone bad down here before it all starts to break loose. So I personally believe as a Christian and as a patriot that we need to have food supplies stored up for at least six months for our family. I personally believe we need to have some type of water filtration system that's going to get all the poison out of the water if we're living on a lake or in a stream so we get that cleaned up, or alternative water sources. I also believe that we have need to have nutritional supplements stored up just in case that our food supplies aren't supplying us enough nutrient density, which they probably won't. I believe we need to do that, and it's not because I'm scared. I'm not like that. I just have a prepared mindset. The Bible says in Proverbs that the ant stores up for the winter. I mean, are we not better than the ant? I mean, should we not have some preparation mindset? I mean, think about all the people that have died in the, in the wars of the last century, hundreds of millions dead. And we think, well, wow, all these areas, many of them were exposed to famine. Even in Germany in world, after World War II, millions died of starvation. Because the food supply was completely destroyed, the railway systems were destroyed, the highways were destroyed, and, and basically Truman really didn't care. <laughs> he just, just didn't care. And so sadly, you know, we've seen this happen over and over and over again. So to me, having a prepared this mindset, in fact, I wrote a whole article one time at my website on Health Masters, you want to read about how I really feel about all of that stuff. Having a prepared this mindset, a godly mindset to realize God's given ability to think through complex situations and to make us understand that just maybe we need to supply food for our families and that we're not going to get snatched out of here in the first load before anything bad happens. Look what's going on in Afghanistan to the Christians over there. The massive persecution, the beheadings, the beheadings that happened in Saudi Arabia, what's happened with the total destruction of the Middle East because of what we decided to do through our policies. Who thinks like this? I mean, these people have been destroyed, have killed millions and millions of people. And this is just in the last 10 or 15 or 20 years. Millions and millions dead. Now, the Christians that were over there, do you think that they thought all hell had just broke loose as they're starting to get beheaded in the streets? Well, why weren't they raptured out? Why weren't they yanked out on the first load? Why were they martyred out like that? Well, guys, listen to me. You don't know when we're going to get pulled up, if we're going to get pulled up, how we're going to get pulled up, or how this is going to end. So to me, from a father's standpoint, from a husband's standpoint, you know, being responsible for my family, I realize that I need to take prepare for this, including supplements, water, filters, all of this stuff. You say, well, it may not help. And you're right, it may not help. And you may be killed in the process. I got that. But at least you try to prepare for you and your family. How do you feel about that, Doug? Oh, that's what we preach. I, or, yeah. You know, I'd much rather be prepared. And if, that's right. If, well, what's the alternative? You're either going to be an asset or a liability. So there it is. Well, look, look, at, the, look at the Amish. The Amish are such an incredible group of people to be associated with, if you know any folks that are Amish. I mean, they're trustworthy. They, they tell the truth. They're hard workers. 
They have like a zero unemployment rate. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's amazing what the Amish have been able to do and how, um, how they've been able to prosper in our country, you know, in the middle of all of this chaos that we have going on. It's because of the values they teach their families. They teach them how to prepare food, how to store food, how to have food, how to grow food. I mean, we need to follow the examples of people who know how to do all of this stuff and realize that just maybe they've got an answer. And most of the people that I know that are, in fact, all of the people that I know that are Amish are very, very godly people. And they, too, they try to do what's right in God's eyes. And see, that's what we need to realize in the United States. We've fallen short on what we believe because we've fallen short in teaching our children what we believe, Doug. And we have not allowed our children to understand what it took to create America what it took to be an American, how much blood was spilled in 1776, how much blood was spilled in 1812, how much blood was spilled in 1861 with the the aggression of Abraham Lincoln and all the things that have happened. I mean, we need to realize that as Americans, we need to stick together in the middle of this mess. And that's what nationalism is all about. That's why Donald Trump has my vote. I mean, the libertarian candidate now, he's saying he, he, he doesn't have a problem with doing forced immunizations on people. He doesn't have a problem with the trade deals that are going on. I mean, we have, we don't have a third party choice as far as the libertarian goes this time. We don't. In many elections prior, I have voted libertarian just as a protest vote, but now it's not like that. We have a situation in which we have a clear distinction on two candidates. You know, this isn't a Romney Obama deal. This isn't a <laughs> McCain Obama deal. This is a Trump Clinton deal. A woman who, by Larry Nichols' His own admission says that she's a witch used to attend her coven in California on a regular basis. A woman who is the, the, the blood princess of Benghazi with what she's done over there. I mean, this whole thing is a disaster with her emails. And then we've got the billionaire business guy who likes to say things on Twitter he probably shouldn't say sometimes. But so, but at least he's transparent. At least he's letting people know how he feels. And see, to me, there's not a, there's not a, there's no, there's no hedging on this election. It's either you're for the Clintons or you're for Trump. You're for globalism or you're for nationalism. And the United States continuing to borrow money from the Federal Reserve Bank at interest to give away to other countries is nonsense. When we start, first started giving huge amounts of money away to other countries, we were running giant deficits. A hundred years ago, we were the largest creditor nation in the world. Everybody owed us money. But because of the way they've done the Babylonian money magic with the Rothschild banking cartel, they've subjected all of us now to this indentured servitude with this national debt signing us onto the debt. So we have to get back our country. We have to become nationalists again. And we need to realize in order for America to continue to help the world, we have to put America first again and keep America first so we can help the countries around the world, Doug, that are impoverished or who don't have the work ethic that we once had in the United States. We have to restore our nation. We have to restore our Constitution. And by doing so, we can bring the United States back from the precipice of destruction where we're now currently sitting. So how do you feel about that, Doug? Well, Ted, <laughs> yeah. Carry on. I mean, really, you 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 said it. There's nothing else that that I can add to that except that you know. I just I look. Change is going to come from all of us from the ground up. One man is not going to be able to do everything, or he's not going to he's not going to be the solution to our problems. 
He can start a movement, which he has. He can create that movement, which he's done. But change is going to come from people like us. And that's kind of what I really believe. I, I really, really believe that, Ted. Well, Doug, we have to start at the grassroots. We have to start with the Brower Report, my show in the afternoon, the Hagman Report, the Hodges Report, you know, the Common Sense Show. You know, all of the patriots. Rush Dizdar now has a show on Global Star. You got to support the folks that are basically trying to make these changes happen. If you guys think it's comfortable out here talking to all these people all of the time and getting harassed sometimes and getting some of the letters that I get are just absolutely horrific. And I've told my staff now I don't want to see them anymore. <laughs> I just don't want to look at them. You know, I don't. I don't want to hear it anymore because people people not only disagree with you when you say, look. We really need to stop giving all this money away that we're borrowing from future generations. Some people go absolutely insane. They get so angry. You mean you want to cut off supporting other nations? And I'm like, well, yeah, how about we just get our house in order first, and then when we get healthy again, it's, it's like this. It's like a person dying of cancer trying to give to be a blood donor. Okay? It just doesn't make any Man, sense. I, I, I love that <laughs> analogy. You're exactly right. Our guest, folks. Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. The doctor's in the house. Uh, so glad to have him. He's, uh, he's actually on the road, not in studio. He's not in his studio. What a great guy and a lot of great information. I hope you took notes, folks. I, I really do. More on the other side. Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. At the checkout, when you do buy your multivitamins from him, and please do. Use Doug5, D-O-U-G, and the number 5 for 5% off. Stay right where you're at. Going to be right back. We're coming to you courtesy of the Global Star Radio Network, simulcast on Blog Talk Radio and YouTube Live. That's right. So pleased, blessed to have with us Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com. Do as I do. Trust in his product. And let me say this. I have never felt better, and I mean that, since taking his nutritional supplements and, oh, the purple sticks. Yes, the purple sticks. Don't try those at home. No, I seriously, the purple sticks are great. Um, I just had one right before the show. So um, I can see through you, actually. Eric the Tech, even Lady the Studio Dog had a little, little lick there of the purple stick. Dr. Brower, thanks for holding ted thanks for holding on and uh let's uh let's continue man you're on fire so let's let's, let's well you know what's funny what's hilarious is that you know i looked at my drawer today and i've got two boxes of purple sticks left that's like 48 boxes 48 sticks right i said well that means i can stay on the road for 48 more days until i have to get home to get refreshed with purple sticks (laughs) well tell me where to drop ship something i I got i got some in my stash here uh, oh i i I actually thought that i was i was joking with myself which i do sometimes 
because uh, I'll be honest with you, sometimes you got to just joke. you got to laugh, because if you don't sure. laugh, all of this stuff is so so weird and so strange that if you start not think to finding some kind of humor in some of this stuff, now some of the stuff you can't find humor, and I got that, okay? The stuff where you can find humor, you try to find humor like with Purple Sticks. So that's what I always try to do is just take the lighter side of life, because if you don't, you start, you know, it's, again, it goes back to normalcy bias. You, can't, you start forcing your brain to dwell, delve into this stuff and nonstop it. It'll just drive you nuts. That's why I was really happy to run into Glacier National Park yesterday, which I was actually kind of surprised at how devoid of wildlife it is. <laughs> I didn't see anything. I don't think we saw but like one bird. Uh, I know that when you go to Yellowstone, the place is like a doggone zoo. They're everywhere. So that's always fun going to Yellowstone. So hopefully mm-hmm. we can run back through Yellowstone. We get a chance to, to go back through uh, the low, so lower part of Montana, maybe through Bozeman and go into Yellowstone that way. But, you know, I was just talking to a friend of mine here. And he's been he's been in the studio with us, and his family's here listening. And uh, you know, here's what the interesting thing about this is: we were talking about how, at one time, Christians and Christian organizations were the primary folks in the United States that helped the downtrodden, that we, with food and with jobs and with abilities to basically feed large amounts of people, because we had that mindset of the you know Protestant work ethic, and we wanted to all work together as a group to feed the poor and to help the homeless. And the Bible tells us to do that. But it also says if you don't want to work, you don't need to eat. But, of course, it also says if you have older ladies and women, they need to be supported. Just take care of them. And as Christians, we're supposed to be able to do that. See, the government started all of this mess back in the 30s when the Rothschild banking cartel contracted the M1 money supply in 21 to intentionally collapse the economy and to seize a lot of family farms and businesses and homes. That was done on purpose, by the way. You can do the research on that yourself. And what ended up happening is we gradually ended up with the Great Society's program, starting with FDR, the great communist, the uh, great Democrat, who basically started the building projects with you know the, you know, the Tennessee Valley Authority and all these work projects all over the country to put people back to work again. And it was all done at a price of far, as far as borrowing money from the uh, Rothschild banking cartel and deficits. And what was crazy about all of this stuff, Doug, and then in the 60s, you know, Lyndon Johnson started his Great Society program in which he was going to get rid of the welfares or get rid of the homeless people and the, and the poor people. He started giving huge amounts of money away. And again, it was the part of the Christian churches to do that. But we weren't doing that sufficiently for the government, and they wanted to cripple us with their communist infrastructure they had put in and their fascist infrastructure that it so incorporated itself into the United States government after World War II. You know, of course, a lot of that was brought into Operation Paperclip, which we talked about in detail before on your show. And of course, you've talked about it many times yourself. So, we now have a situation in which we have Cloward and Piven on steroids, the two professors, of course, from the 60s and 70s, who promoted how to destroy the republic by increasing the amount of social welfare programs and causing the, co- the company, the, 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 the republic, to go bankrupt and to dissipate. I don't know why these guys wanted to promote how to destroy the United States. I guess it was to bring in a new world order, I guess, Doug, even back then. But it's always funny to me with these liberals, how they're talking, how they want to destroy everything, but they don't have any solutions on how to fix it once they destroy it that actually work. And that's the sad part about it. We know that capitalism works. We know that it has some problems associated with it. We know we have to make sure we don't get, you know, monopolies out there doing crazy things. And we have to make sure that we maintain free enterprise. But the reality is capitalism is the best thing that ever happened to the globe. And it will work if we allow it to work, if we don't continue to put government roadblocks on top of it, which is what we've been doing well, now yeah, for years exactly. and years and years. But, of course, it's being done on purpose. They're having a hard time destroying the United States. Because the forefathers gave us the Constitution, which prevented a lot of things from happening. But of course, uh, 
Obama has just decided to just do whatever he wanted to do via this via executive order. And so if we didn't have the Constitution to protect us and the Congress able to override the executive orders, but of course now the Congress has been completely and totally uh <laughs> brought to their knees by you know, by blackmail apparently that they don't want to even try to stop Obama. But let's go let's go back to some more health stuff. Elevated leptin has now been linked to autoimmune diseases, thyroid disorders, Hashimoto's and Graves disease. The leptin is a compound which makes you feel full, and elevated leptin now it seems may be affected by high fructose corn syrup by some of the studies that were done. High fructose corn syrup really turns off the ability of your body to tell you that you're full, and so you continually stay hungry. And so high fructose corn syrup just really, really needs to get out of our systems period because of all the different concepts and all the different diseases that it's being linked to now. So guys, make sure you monitor your leptin problems, if you have your leptin levels, if you have autoimmune disorders, thyroid disorders, Hashimoto's or Graves disease, and stay away from high fructose corn syrup. It's very, very important. And now another article just came out said that wheat may be one of the causes of depression globally because of the problem with gluten. Now, I don't buy this, though a lot of doctors are saying this now. I know that we have celiac disease and all types of other gluten sensitivities that are very, very real, but I think the major problem with that is because the fact that we spray almost all of the wheat crops in the United States now with Roundup or glyphosate a week before they're harvested, soaking these wheat kernels in glyphosate, contaminating all of our breads and pastries with glyphosate. So I personally believe that this Roundup glyphosate is causing a lot of these autoimmune disorders and neurological disorders. They're trying in this article to link wheat to schizophrenia, uh, mania, autism, etc. I believe that the only link they're ever going to find is going to be with what's happened with the chemicals they're spraying on the crops themselves because wheat and bread have been around for a long, long time. So guys, if you have a problem with this, you know, with go with low gluten wheat. In addition to that, make sure that you really stay away from anything that's not organic that's been sprayed with glyphosate. Is there such a thing? I mean, uh, organic wheat, bread, whatever, is there? I mean, can, can you go to the store and buy non-sprayed wheat? I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Probably, probably not, Doug, unless you're at a health food store or you have an organic section in your store. You can't. I have not seen it in any stores that don't have organic sections. Now, in Florida, I know we have a lot of stores now that are carrying full organic sections in the major health food stores, or in the major stores. And I know that Publix, which is huge in the southeast, they're actually opening up health food stores now that basically are under a different name called Greenwise. So... We try to shop at those types of stores, and also Costco has now become one of the largest health foods available retailers, you know, in the nation because they have so many Costco outlets. And the prices at the Costco stores, like for mangoes and for organic bananas and organic peaches, are usually pretty good. And so there's a really good Costco here locally. We've been getting a bunch of peaches that are all organic here that taste like they've been dipped in sugar. They're so sweet. Now, let me tell you why that happens. The higher the mineral content, the sweeter the fruit. That's how it works. You can use what's called a carbohydrate refractometer to determine the sweetness of the fruit and the sugar content. But the higher the mineral content, the sweeter the fruit. And these peaches that we have just eaten from Costco in the last few weeks, they're some of the sweetest peaches I've ever tasted. The only time I've ever tasted peaches that are that sweet before was back in the early 80s when we were over in France 
and they basically had a bunch of fruit that had come in from Israel, and the fruit was like that. You'd bite into the peach, the water would run out of it. It tastes like the entire thing had been dipped in honey. That's one of the things they do when they measure citrus crops. They measure the BRICS reading, they call it, the B-R-I-X reading, or the total dissolved solids or total sugar in the fruit, and they pay you more money for your crop if it has higher BRICS readings because you need less of it for concentrate. So the reality is this. Again, I'm going to say it one more time. The sweeter the fruit, the higher the mineral content, the higher the nutrient density. And I've not found a decent peach in Florida, even at health food stores, in the last three or four years, but we did find some at Costco up here in the Northwest. I'm not sure where they were brought in from, but they were great. They also had excellent organic mangoes. And this is not a Costco commercial. I don't have stock in Costco. I'm just saying to you guys, try to eat organic. And if you go to one of the large wholesalers like Costco, I would much rather go to that them that if they're if they're you know because they're they're a U.S. owned corporation, then I would the stuff coming out of China. So guys, that's that's what I'm trying to say. And go to your local health food stores and try to support them. If you don't have a box store in your area, or even if you do have a box store, and try to hopefully get some good prices on the organic foods. Because guys, we try to just eat organic all of the time. And now we know that Whole Foods has turned into a disaster. I mean, you, you know, Mike Adams wrote an excellent article on that and how bad Whole Foods is and how basically they're just lying to almost everybody who comes into the store now about what's good and what's bad and what's sprayed and what's not. And they don't want to disclose what has glyphosate, what's organic, what's GMO for like another four or five years. Are you kidding me? Just disclose it now. But they don't want to do that because if, they, if you think everything in that store is organic, it is not. They have a lot of things in there that have been sprayed and a lot of things in there that are GMO foods. Apparently, they don't want you to know the difference on all of them. And, of course, we see that with the GMO labeling that so, you know, that was, again, blocked by Congress and blocked by Obama and, you know, another dark act they passed to protect Monsanto. By the way, neuroscientists have now showed that fasting really helps your brain and really helps you to be healed. I'm going to, this is actually the research that was done. I'm going to talk to you about this just for a second. Now, remember, the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah that if you fast, your healing will quickly appear. Well, now they're starting to see the actual physical aspects of fasting and what it does to the brain chemistry in the body and what it does to the, to the, uh, the cell structure in the body. And so here's the major parts. Basically, they've discussed several fast topics on how fasting twice a week could significantly lower the risk of developing both Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease. It goes on to say that fasting is a challenge to your brain, and your brain responds to that challenge by adapting stress response pathways, which help your brain cope with stress and risk for disease. The same changes that occur in the brain during fasting mimic the changes that occur with regular exercise. They both increase the production of protein in the brain, neurotropic factors, which in turn promote the growth of neurons, the connection between the neurons, and the length and the strength of the synapses. Fasting can also stimulate the production of new nerve cells from stem cells in the hippocampus. He also mentions ketones. Fasting also increases the number of mitochondria and nerve cells, increasing the energy in those cells. This comes from a result of the neurons adapting to the stress of fasting. So guys, the Bible says that if you fast, your healing will quickly appear. I don't recommend you going berserk if you have never fasted before, but you can always start fasting one meal a week. In other words, just don't eat dinner one night, okay? It's about that simple, and see if it starts to help you as far as maintaining a better glucose balance. You can also start fasting one day a week, but work up to that. I don't recommend going on long-term fasts unless you're being supervised by a doctor. And also be very, very careful, because we've talked about this before, Doug. If you are 
deciding to fast and reduce your food intake and you're taking medication that require food, be very careful, especially if you're injecting insulin because you can put yourself into a diabetic coma. So be very, very careful if you're taking drugs. And guys, I'm going to say this one more time. If these end times do come upon us, which it seems as though they were living in the first turnings of the book of the book of Revelation, if they do come upon us, how many drugs do you want to be on? You want to be on five different prescription drugs, ten different prescription drugs. The other day I was talking to a school here in Montana that works with a lot of kids. They said they've had kids come into that school before that have been on 24 different prescription medications. Now I'm talking kids that are 12 and 13 years old, over 20 different prescription drugs. Now, guys, I don't know what... I'm trying not to say a bad word. What dummy would do that? What doctor would put somebody on 24 different prescription drugs who's 12 years old when they haven't even had proper neurological development yet? I mean, it's crazy when you see this stuff happen with kids. And sadly, a lot of parents are okay with it because they have behavioral issues with the children. So what they want to do, they want to make sure these kids are basically drugged into submission or drugged into a stupor. So sadly, this happens all of the time with children being overprescribed medication. So this is just something that people need to be aware of and realize that if you are on a bunch of prescription drugs right now and you have a chance of something happening globally and you're not having the ability of getting your drugs, how long do you want to have that problem? Try your best to work with your medical doctors to titrate the dosing down on the drugs that you're taking and realize that you don't want to put the stuff in your body and if there's natural alternatives to the drugs, you need to realize that you need to go ahead and do it that way. Just get the natural products that you need to maintain healthy brain metabolism and maintain healthy physiology without the use of huge amounts of psychotropic drugs or insulin or other things. Remember, adult onset diabetes in many cases is very easy to control because a lot of times that's just syndrome X. It's very easy to control that just through dietary change. Doug, you've seen that in your own life rather oh, yeah. than yeah. you know involved with all insulin. Because remember, insulin is a salt. And when you put insulin in your body directly into your body, it causes the arteries and the arterioles to become brittle. When that happens, you end up with diabetic retinopathy behind the eyes. Diabetes is the primary cause of blindness globally. In addition to that, it's the primary cause of amputation because it's really bad for your arteries. It's kind of like when you have a leech crawling around in the backyard. You want to kill them, and they're kind of nasty. You pour a little bit of salt on them, and it dries them up. That's kind of the same thing it does to the arterioles, those little tiny blood vessels in the back of the eyeballs causing diabetic retinopathies. So you really need to avoid taking shots of insulin if you can avoid them. Now, juvenile diabetes, completely different. That's why juvenile diabetics have such a high incidence of blindness, high incidence of amputations, and high incidence of cardiovascular death at a young age because of the, all the amounts of insulin they've constantly injected into their system. So guys, listen to me. If we're coming into the end times and you're taking a bunch of prescription drugs, when do you think is a good time to start working on treating these types of conditions naturally with a medical doctor in your area who could help you get off these drugs and find out a natural approach to taking care of these same conditions without the use of drugs? Let me give you another example. If you've got a problem with high blood sugar and you're taking all of these drugs and then you change your diet and suddenly you no longer have a problem with high blood sugar. Doesn't it make sense that had you been on that diet to begin with, that you never would have developed a problem with high blood sugar? I mean, it's just, this is just common sense. <laughs> this, is, this is just common sense, Doug. We're not talking rocket science here. We're not talking rocket science. And so that's what we always try to promote at Health Masters is, guys, think through this for a second. Try to eat the healthy foods when you eat them and make sure you're always choosing the healthy lifestyle when you choose it. And so... 
it makes a lot more sense. I mean, we had just the other day we were up and we were up to this where the Sun Road here in Glacier National Park. Some guy apparently had tried to hike up the Sun Road, which is a little bit steep at the beginning of it. Had a massive heart attack. They're sending an ambulance up in the middle of nowhere to get this guy. I mean, guys, the time to learn how to walk the Sun Road or to do heavy hiking or mountain climbing is not after you've you know gained a hundred pounds. You got to you need to keep yourself in relatively good shape to do stuff like that and realize that you're not eighteen or nineteen years old anymore, and you've got to take care of yourself. What do you think, Doug? Yeah, well, start now. I mean, all of the everything you're talking about here is all good for us. Um, we talk about preparations. This is part of the prepping as, as much as anything else. And, Ted, I mean, it's not too late to start. Even if you are behind the eight ball medically, and even if you think you're over the hill age-wise, chronological age, it's not too late to start if you're listening to this show. Start by... Uh, Start by taking a, a, a nutritional supplement from Health Masters. I, I truly believe your nutritional supplements, and especially your B vitamins, by the way, um, work together. And, and, and that with diet and, and just starting out with exercise. I mean, it's never too late to do this. So don't consider your – it'd be like a person who smoked for 50 years saying, ah, I'm not going to quit because it's not going to do anything for me. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, so – um, or it's too late for me to, to get out of that mindset because a lot of the people who listen to our program, you know, are my age, which is old, your age, even older. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Thank I'm, you, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but so we have to, uh, I think we have to just be really honest with ourselves and, and say, let's, let's, uh, change things now while we still can because what's going to happen? Yeah. You're not going to be any good in a fight. In a in a battle, or even to survive. So there you go. That's what I think. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, think about it for a second. You know, when Paul was diagnosed, I shouldn't. Sorry, I use his name. I shouldn't use that. When he was diagnosed with a glial tumor a few years ago with his brain. I mean, he could have given up. He could have quit. His parents could have given up on him. They could have quit. They could have said, well, they've given him 90 days to live. He's dead now. There's nothing we can do. We're not going to, we don't have a million dollars to spend. So what are we going to do? So, and that, in the million dollars means he lives for a year and then he dies anyhow. The same outcome is death in, in 12 months. You know, so they didn't give up. They said, no, we're not going to deal with this. We're not going to take, you know, I mean, it's like the, you know, like, like the old song goes, whose report are you going to believe? I'm going to believe, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. The Bible says by his stripes we were healed. Okay, we're, 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 we have the ability through Christ Jesus to change the very fabric of time and space. We've talked about that many times on your show, Doug. And the sad part about it is many Christians just give up too soon. Well, it looks like Hillary's going to win the election. We just need to just go ahead and give up, not even vote. Are you kidding me? If you give up, you lose. There's nothing you can do once you give up and you throw in the towel or you throw up the white flag. Do you really think the globalists aren't going to go down swinging? Do you really think that they're going to continue just to do it, what they're doing and, and let us have our lives that we've had? These guys are playing for blood, Doug. These guys are a bunch of Luciferians. They're a bunch of lowlife. They don't care who they kill. They don't care whose children they rape or what they do or sacrifice. They don't care. I mean, Russ Dizdar has talked about it in detail in his book about that. We took, we covered it today with Preston James's article. These guys are sickos. That's all they are. So if you give up, you lose. But here's what they're scared of. They're scared of all of us in aggregate waking up and saying, Genug, which is a German term which means enough. I'm not going to put up with this anymore. Just say, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. We're not going to play this game anymore. And now the mainstream media is even getting concerned, and Fox talked about it the other night, of how many people are actually talking that the election is going to be rigged and they're not going to believe the results of the election. 
Because if it's being skewed like this for Hillary right now, you can't fill up a classroom with 20 people, and Trump's bringing in tens of thousands in his rallies. We all know that Trump's going to win by a landslide at this point. But, Doug, we've got to stand, and we've got to go vote, and we've got to go go to the rallies, and we've got to realize that it's part of what we have to do as Christians, as Americans, as patriots, and it's time for us to stop allowing these globalists to cause all this dissension and break us up into subgroups and to realize that we have to look at it as Americans, and we're about to lose our country as a whole, and it's something we simply can't allow, because the United States is probably one of the greatest experiments in, as a republic that's ever been, you know, when the, when, the, when, the, when the patriots in 1776 rebelled against King George of England, and they said no more, and they basically declared themselves have inalienable rights in their constitution and the Declaration of Independence, we made ourselves equal with King George. We decided we didn't want to be serfs anymore. We didn't want to be servants anymore. We didn't want the crown to rule over us anymore. And we didn't want to have to be exposed to all of this tyranny. That's what we did back in 1776. And we're going to have to do the same thing again because the tyrannical government that is the United States government, which is the New World Order, which is the United Nations, which was birthed in the seeds of, of, of fascism and communism, we need to realize that we've got to say no more of this and we're not going to allow the New World Order to come in and destroy our country, Doug. And that's the thing that we try to talk about so much when we talk about the health issues and the political issues is that we've all got to stand together in the aggregate because that's what they're scared of. They're scared that we're we're all going to wake up and say, no more. We're not going to put up with this many, uh, stuff anymore. We can win on the numbers, Ted. We can, we can. I, no, I we didn't can. mean to talk. You know, we, we just have to show up and stand up and, and say, yeah, no, no more. That's right. And you know what? The, this uh, We had Chuck Baldwin on our program, and you've interviewed him. You've talked to him, and you, you just on your trip here in person, actually. But, um, yeah, as Christians, we better face the facts that we are not appointed to be wusses i was going to say another word okay but, but yeah we have and we have to fight against being dumbed down intentionally we have to fight against uh you know and it just amazes me too how many people fall how many christians actually fall into this trap of uh, of surrender everyone's walking not everyone but the majority of people are walking around with, with stockholm syndrome you know or I don't know, man. It, it, it's an amazing thing to me. Ted, I'm going to ask you before the, before the, this hour is up here. Uh, I've gotten so many emails from people wanting to get your professional opinion on your observations of Hillary Clinton. Is she sick? And if so, what's your take on what's going on here? Or is it overblown? Is it skewed? Is it propaganda? What's the deal? Because I, I, I you know, look, I qualify for the presidency because I was able to open a jar of pickles. On our show on Monday, you can watch that on there, um, uh, and it was certified that it was not pre-opened. But but what's your what's your thought on that? The woman's the woman's very very sick. I believe she has some type of advanced Parkinson's. I believe she's having a problem with seizures. I think when she fell a few years ago, she she incurred significant brain damage and, and basically probably some, some some type of hemorrhaging in the brain. I believe that she's on all types of medications. She's has a hard time walking. She has a hard time standing. She has a hard time walking up a set of stairs. I mean, she has, it looks like with micro seizures that she gets hit with flashbulbs in the face. I mean, she's got some serious issues. I mean, I guess this, <laughs> her little demon inside of her can't control her well enough to basically prevent all of this stuff from happening. So I don't think she's fit to be president, dog. I think she's massively overweight. I think she's got massive health problems. And I think that we should, we, the American people, should be uh, given the truth of the research and they should make known 
all of the research that had they done on her from an independent source. I mean, good grief. Remember when John McCain, when he was running against Obama, how everybody was saying, he's too old, he's too sick, he's got all these health problems, blah, blah, blah. And everybody made a big issue out of it. The media has completely and totally squelched and silenced all of the information concerning Hillary, her health problems, her brain problems, her seizure problems, her medication problems, all of it has been basically told to us that this is a non-issue. And now we're being called conspiracy theorists because we think she's sick. I mean, it's ridiculous with her bobbing her head and twitch, twitching and gacked and all weird. I mean, nobody does stuff like that if they don't have any problems, you know, neurologically. And the sad part about it is, remember, the, the whole thing with conspiracy theory started with the Warren Commission report about the assassination of John F. Kennedy, and they decided they're going to start calling these people who didn't believe in the official story of the death of John F. Kennedy conspiracy theorists to discredit them, all given to us from Tavistock and CIA. We've talked about that before on your show, and that's exactly what they're doing now. They're, so now they're saying that we're conspiracy theorists about her health. Well, because this is how they discredit us. Every time they say something bad about us, the general mainstream media picks up on it. They put it you in front of their TV set. They help you go into your alpha brainwave or theta brainwave state. You start believing the lie because you're in a partial hypnotic state, and you want to believe what they're telling you is true. Hillary America and France. You, you got right. that right. Hold, hold that thought, thought folks. Hope stay where you're at. Report. Just so happy to have with us tonight, Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com is his website. That's healthmasters.com. Doug5, D-O-U-G, the number five at checkout. Use that as your promo code for 5% off. And, and may I make a recommendation? How about buying your salt from Healthmasters? That's right. I did. And, oh man, it's good stuff. It's, uh, mined from an ancient seabed. And, and, of course, nature created the salt long before the Earth experienced any pollution or contamination that are troubling our seabeds today. So there you have it. And, and you can taste the difference. It is a great spice, salt, necessary. That's uh, healthmasters.com. Dr. Ted Brewer is with us talking about a range of issues, including Hillary, the yak. I don't know where that came from, man. I, you know what? But um, I think it's time that if we, okay, we have a yak. Uh, we the yak attack is now across your screen. Hillary Diane Rodham, the witch, the yak Clinton, and uh, by the way, Ted, we experienced some a little blowback, as did Alex Jones, not to the extent she did or he did uh, from her comments because of certain things and I'm, I can't get into it I'll tell you privately but uh, I will say that the landscape is changing these globalists like her are they, she's got her claws out and um, it ain't good so well did we really think she was going to go quietly into the night did we really yeah. think she was going to do that did we really think that we were going to have her get exposed like this I mean we straight <laughs> she got her pants dropped, bud. I mean, she got fully exposed to the whole country with that email scandal. And now she's unbelievably angry. This woman is so filthy and so foul-mouthed that when I talked to the folks 
that were George Bush's Secret Service agents that were in his White House, they asked to be transferred out of the Clinton White House to stay with the Bushes because of her filthy, 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 and I'll say it again, filthy mouth, and the way she's so condescending and so horrible to people who she doesn't like, who don't agree with her, or who try to expose her. Remember, this woman, as far as I'm concerned, is demon-possessed. Now, I believe that a lot of people believe that also, because I don't believe anybody could be this evil. And so do we really think this whatever thing that's inside of her was going to go quietly into the night? Don't you remember how the, you know, the, the, the demon basically threw the, the, that little boy into the fire in the, in the New Testament and basically kept wanting to stay in him? And then finally Jesus said this only comes out through prayer and fasting, and Jesus himself had to cast this demon out? I mean, these things don't like to leave when they get inside of a person. And now this thing's been given a full-blown exposure to the world, and she doesn't like it. It doesn't like it. Whatever it is, she doesn't like it. And now she's coming back with full tentacles exposed, going full claws out. Now she's turning into the wicked velociraptor T-Rex that she is. And now she's basically coming after all the alternative media because she does not want anyone saying anything about her, her Clinton Foundation. Because remember, she has the full support of the corrupt federal infrastructure that has also been involved in the Clinton Foundation and the selling of secrets through her Dropbox email account to different governments around the world. So all of these other people are deeply embedded with her. It's kind of like the stuff with Scalia. I mean, Scalia ends up with a pillow over his face because the boys found out that they weren't going to tolerate his nonsense anymore because he was going to be exposed, exposing all of them. And this is the nuttiest stuff that I've ever heard with her, but I didn't expect anything else from her, Doug. I never expected Hillary Clinton, the witch of Benghazi, to go quietly into the night, did you? No, I, I guess not. And no, no. But when it gets, I mean, it's personal now. It, it is. It's personal. That's all. Well, I, I well, well you know, you you're, you're probably the second largest alternative talk radio show, other than Alex Jones, that I know of. And you know, I've been on a lot of them. And you know, when we, I know I can gauge it by the response that we get. I mean, even even the Power Hour with Joyce, you know, it had a huge audience, but it was nothing compared to yours from my own personal experience and what I saw. So they're going to come after the big boys, and so you're one of the big guys. And my my little show that I do with Austin for an hour every day, in which we talk about geopolitical stuff. I mean, we reach a good size audience, but nothing like you do. I mean, yours is in the millions and millions. You know, we probably have three, four million people before it's over to listen to this podcast, and so. They know that. And the NSA knows who you are. They know who I am. I told Chuck Baldwin last night, I said, we don't have to worry about being in the fight at the end game. They're just going to take us out first. All the leaders yeah. are going out first. And he kind of laughed because that's probably true. And I said, yeah, I mean, they know where we live. And I said, the sad part about it is, is that, you know, it doesn't make any difference. The Bible says, death, oh, death, where is thy victory, where is thy sting? Thy sting. Jesus said that. Because as born-again Christians, we're already in covenant with God Almighty. And nothing's going to separate us from him. He won't allow that to happen. So if we do have to check out here abruptly, okay, it doesn't make any difference as long as we're born again and we're saved. Because we're going to check. I'm like you said, what you were so kind to point out earlier, I'm the oldest one of this conversation tonight. Oh, and, I, I didn't say that. That was my, well, that, that was my but, alternative. But it's, it is true. I'll be 61 years old in a few months. And the craziest thing is I realize that my best physical years are behind me. Unless, you know, unless I have a, a restorative miracle. Then don't get me wrong. I'm still in great shape. But, you know, we're not supposed to go quietly into the night. Like the other day, it was, it was, this was, this was interesting. I'm in this RV, right? And I pull into this parking spot in Walmart on Sunday. I'd left some friends of mine from an Amish community over in Libby. And we, I pulled into a, into the Walmart 
and I tried to, and I let Sharon as Van out. We had to refill our jugs up for water. We have like 20 jugs of water with us, and so I had to let them out front. And then when they were filling the jugs up, I had to turn back into the parking lot and get out of the, get away from the front of the store. And I pulled into this aisle at the same time. Another guy pulled out in a pickup truck, backed out in front of me, and we kind of got pinned. And I couldn't go forward. He couldn't go back because the aisles were too slow. All he had to do is pull forward a little bit. And I could have gotten around him, but he refused to do it. He stood there and just looked at me. And like, what do you want me to do? If I back into the intersection, I'm going to cause an, a, you know, an accident with this, with this RV. And so finally he gets out of, no, he listened to this, Doug. This is crazy. And this is, and see, this is what, this is what blows my mind with what Christianity, what happens with Christianity. I get, so he gets out of his car and I'm thinking to myself, what's he getting out of his truck for? So I open the door and I said, look, dude, I'm sorry we pulled in together. I apologize. I said, could, you know, I guess, could you please, you know, back up again into a spot? And he looks at me, starts cussing at me and says, you better say please to me and you better tell me you're sorry. Well, you know, that's the problem. You come across as being a Christian. You come across as being nice. And now they want to start insulting you like that. Well, the, converse, the conversation went badly for him, and I just, I just, I lit into him. And I, he's a big guy, about six foot four, and but I'm standing on my stairs, like three feet in the air, higher than him. I looked down at him. I said, "You know, buddy, I can tell by how you're acting. He's, he's about my age." I said, "That you're used to intimidating people." I said, "Well, you, know, I hate to tell you this, buckwheat." I said, "You don't intimidate me. You don't scare me. You don't. I'm not trembling." I said, "You're nuts." I said, "You're completely." I mean, you guys are thinking, "Well, this Ted Brower, he really is Looney Tunes." Well, okay, I am Looney Tunes. You want to believe that? But you're not going to sit there and start cussing me like that and now as a Christian I could have I guess turned the other cheek and I mean I didn't get into a physical conversation with a guy but I certainly wasn't going to go and be and you know completely and totally insulted like that and I said no we're not going to do this I said you don't intimidate me you don't scare me I think you're nuts and then he starts talking like he's gay right he starts talking like he's gay and I said to myself, I thought, I think this guy must not be taking his medication this morning. So finally I looked at him and I said, now you're talking like you're, you're, like you're gay. And I said, on top of everything else, you're probably a Hillary supporter. I said, I've had it with you. I'm not going to discuss this with you anymore. I'm going to call 911 and have them tell them, tell them to tell the cops to tell you since you don't want to listen to reason to move your stupid truck. And so I shut the door. And about five minutes later, you know, he comes up, moves his truck, and drives away. And I thought to myself, <laughs> guy, you know, I don't, I shouldn't even told you that story, okay? It's kind of like going oh, to the doctor. Only you. Only well, you in the Walmart parking lot. Well, okay. no, I don't even like going to Walmart. That's why I said go to Costco. And I mean, and so, you know, you see the pictures of these people at Walmart all the time. And the guy, who knows if he was on meds? I don't know what the guy's problem was. But, you know, it, all he had to do was move three feet and we could have gone around each other. He just chose not to do it. Just wanted to provoke a conflict. And here I come as a Christian trying to be kind to him. And he just gets madder and madder because I apologize and ask him if he could please move his truck. And, that, I, I, yeah. and as, as a good Lord is my witness, that's how the conversation started. Now, the conversation didn't end that way, and I wasn't very nice at the end. But the reality Goodness. was, but, but, the, but the reality is, is this. How much are we supposed to take, Doug, as Christians, as patriots, how much are we supposed to take when we do something that we know is right and they, can, they consider it a sign of weakness? I mean, it's ridiculous. And so sooner or later, you, we've got to stand up for the values and the beliefs that we believe, because if we don't, they're going to take everything, Doug. They're going to you take know, everything. Ted, I, oh. I, you're, you're so right. And, and, and folks, and let this be a message to, to certain people who are listening. Do not, do not underestimate Christi, Christians, okay? Do not underestimate us. Do not take our silence for acquiescence or That's our... Right. Our tolerance to a point for subjugation because it's not true. And, and don't be poking. Don't, don't be, put that stick away. You know, you want to poke, go ahead, 
at your own peril. But that's just my message. And you're right. We have to stand up for what is right, for what is righteous. And there is such a thing, Ted, as righteous anger. You know, there there is. Well, I just got in the flesh. I have to admit that. I'm not going to sit here and put some halo over my head because I, I was I didn't act like a. I acted really nice to start with, but then I did, I just couldn't take the guy anymore. I thought so. This guy's just Looney Tunes, and so that's the sad part about all of it is this: is that we have crazy people. Whether you're in Florida or whether you're in Montana, there's still crazies running around. And guys, listen to me. I'm going to say this one more time: a lot of people act like that and are just completely nuts. Because they're taking so many prescription drugs and they're having, they're, it's affecting their brain chemistry. And it, I see it all of the time. And these people are like, they're like nutbags. They, they, they simply can't control themselves or what they do and what they say because they're on so many drugs. Look at Hillary. They say that she has these fits of anger and rage and outbursts. Now, that's probably her personality. <laughs> I can't contribute that to, attribute that to the drugs. But the sad part about it all it is, is guys, listen to me. As Christians, we've got to realize that sooner or later, we've got to say enough. Sooner or later, we've got to say, we don't want to do this anymore. We don't want to put up with this anymore. And this government out of control with us and this this destruction of the United States as we know it, we've got to say that we're done with this. And now we're finding out that George Soros basically controls the Democratic Party. And remember, a few months ago, we did a whole thing on the Balfour Declaration, George Soros, who he was, how he collaborated with the Nazis, how he went to the Bank of England, and as far as I'm concerned, at that point got trained in the Rothschild banking cartel methodology and was funded by the Rothschilds. I believe that, and I can't prove that, but I believe if you did enough research on it, you'll find that's going to be true. And now he's just another minion like J.P. Morgan was with the Rothschild Bank back in 1900, you know, with all the stuff with the Federal Reserve Bank that was going on with J.P. Morgan. They thought he had all this money. They found out later he was just a minion of the Rothschilds, as was, as was Rockefeller. And so all of these guys are being controlled by these Sabbateans that we've talked about so many times who want to turn the world upside down. That's why Scripture tells us in latter times what is good will be evil, what will be evil will be good, because this is what they want. Because Jesus warned us, as it was in the days of Noah, it's going to happen again. Now, that was very clear when Christ said that, that's when he's going to return. Now, I really believe that we've got a little ways to go before it gets that bad again, but with all the genetic engineering and all the stuff they're doing to us and all the globalism they're forcing on us, I believe it's coming that way again, Doug, and I believe that we are just have, we just happen to find ourselves in the opening of the book of Revelation. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know. It's probably not something I really wanted to be here, but I say one thing about this is it's not boring. If you find this election cycle boring, then you need to read some more newspapers and look at some more Internet sites because this is not boring because this is crazy what's happening right now between Clinton and Trump. And they could actually do these debates if they actually happen between her and him as a pay-per-view because this is going to be like the Worldwide Wrestling Federation fight. I got a feeling there's going to, there's going to be, there, there's not going to be anything held back from Trump on this. And I think he's looking forward to debating her, but whether they'll let her do it from a medical standpoint or not, Doug, I don't know. Do you think we're going to have a debate, Doug? Do you think it's going to happen? Man, you know, I, I, I've been running this scenario in my mind. I, I don't know, Ted. I, I can't see, I cannot see a normal debate uh, I, whether they happen or not I don't know but I cannot see a normal debate normal by standards four, four years ago or eight years ago you know I just can't see that so however they conduct it it's going to have to be heavily moderated um, I don't know uh, but but you know what Ted I, I, there's something about this election I don't know what it is whether the fix is in or whether there's going to be a, a, a surprise change or, hey, whether we there's something that happens that will prevent an election. As much as I 
think that's really crazy. Um, but I don't know. I, <laughs> it, it's it's a cra- it's a crapshoot. It well, you know, with really Merkel is. and Czechoslovakia, with Czechoslovakia, the government and Merkel now telling their citizens to store food and water and provisions and get extra money. I mean, you know, as if they were fixing to have another war start. I mean, these guys, if they started it without now the United States sending troops into Syria and warning the Russians not to bomb them. I mean, this is crazy what's happening over there in the Middle East. I mean, this is a direct affront to, 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 to Putin. I mean, it's, again, they're trying to poke him in the eye and trying to force, you know, World War III or altercation with the Russians. I don't know why. I got a feeling that the nuclear the nuclear missiles that we have on both sides are completely antiquated technology, because you know this is this is a hundred year old technology when it was first started being researched, eighty year old till it was developed. I mean, this is some nutty stuff that we actually have weapons that are so more so much more advanced on space based weapon platforms now they can lay ruin to entire cities. Of course, Fred Bell said that very clearly on Jesse Ventura's show and was dead several days later, and he was one of the rocket scientists who helped develop the doggone Star Wars program with the particle beam weapons, which are the microwave weapons. And so it's, it's, some, it's, some, it's some weird stuff to be in this planet right now with all of this technology that's been promulgated through all of these different organizations and governments that can lay waste to entire cities and continents without ever firing a nuclear weapon. And we all know now that our nuclear weapons and missiles are all basically still being run by floppy disks, <laughs> which tells me that there's really not a whole lot of credence being put on these types of weapons and their ability to work like they're supposed to work and they're having technology now that is much much more advanced and of course we could do more research with that with the fallen angels and all the stuff that I've talked about before but we need to go ahead and do some more stuff down tonight with the um, the biomedical effects of microwave ovens uh, years ago Russia hey, uh, Ted, Ted let me ask you a question before you get into uh, that we've got a number of people well, several people here that uh, have urgent or what they what they deem as urgent health questions. Can you take a couple of real quick questions for, if if I ask you about a couple of medical conditions? Yeah, go ahead, Doug. What are the questions? All right, all right. Um, what one person wants to know. Um, and, and by the way, folks, none of these do we consider light questions. So uh, here we go. First of all, um, we well we know how you think about, or we know what you think about fluoride. So that question right there, don't give it. Period. Uh, in pill form or in any other form, buy your toothpaste from Health Masters. That's my answer to um, the lady in Ohio. Um, I, I just answered a question for you. Did you? You didn't even see your. <laughs> you, you, did you feel your lips move on that one? Thank you, uh, Doug. I, I can tell I've been on with you a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so it's it's a non-starter. But but do you have anything, or how would you go about addressing an issue of psoriasis? I mean. That's a kind of a nagging problem. Well, you know, it's there- interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I had a problem with that on my scalp a few years ago, and here's what I did to get rid of it. I don't have it anymore. And uh, this is something that I believe will work for most folks. I'm not claiming any cures or whatever, but I've seen it work with me personally, and the people that have used it have had really good results with it. What I did is I started taking like a teaspoon of silica cell salts like three times a day and another teaspoon of bioplasma cell salts three times a day, just a teaspoon, tiny little bit of cell salts. You can take and put them under your tongue. And I also combine that with borage oil. And be very careful where you get the source. We have the highest quality borage oil available on the planet. And I took the borage oil. I also took flaxseed oil, and I took cod liver oil every single day. And the psoriasis stuff that I had on my head completely and totally was gone within four weeks. I mean, gone, done, gone. 
I mean, and, and basically as long as I stay on that protocol, even though I don't have to take as much of that any longer, it never comes back. And, but if I stop taking the protocol after about three to four months, it starts coming back again. So I'm able to completely control that. And it goes back to the same thing I said earlier, Doug. Doesn't it make sense that I've been doing that to start with? I never would have had a problem with it to begin with because I can completely control it this way. And so that's what we had. That's what I learned, and I've, and I've, I've, I've had, I felt so sorry for people with psoriasis and, and you know seborrhea and all these different things. And you'll see sometimes they've got these huge scaly patches on their arms. I've gone up to people before and I've said, "Look, you know how long have you had that?" They'll say, 10, 15, 20 years." And I'll say, "Well, I can tell you how to get rid of that." And I'll just write it all out for them real quick. Now, whether that they listen to me or not, I don't know. But the folks that have listened to me, I do know they've had really, really, really good results. It also around the eyelids. You start getting flaky, flaky spots right there by the eyes and by the eyelashes themselves, and this completely took care of that also for me. So it's a it's a really good protocol to follow. It's kind of like the immune system that we have, the immune system based program on the on our website. Uh, you know, you, you, if you've got a compromised immune system, start that. If you've got a, if you're having a problem with blood sugar metabolism, start the healthy blood sugar protocol by Hagman. Uh, if you have got a problem with with your with your joints, if they don't feel as good as they normally feel, start the healthy joint protocol by Dave Hodges. And it's all 5% off now with Doug 5. And there's no limit, there's no minimum on any of this stuff. And we have, that's why we put these protocols together because these are like support programs to help your body do what your body needs to do. So it's really easy to feel good in most cases unless you've allowed yourself to get into a situation which you're really, really sick. And so seborrhea, psoriasis, that type of stuff, that's really a nuisance, especially when you've got it on your scalp and you've got these big flakes falling on your shirt. One time I was there, I had an itchy spot on my head, and I started scratching, and I looked down and I said, you've got to be kidding me. I looked at my shirt, and I said, I'm not dealing with this. And so I started doing the deep research on that to figure out what to do. And the silica cell salts combined with those oils and the bioplasma salts completely took care of it for me, Doug, and it happened very, very quickly. Thank you. Uh, okay, there you go. Um, looks like somebody had a bad manicure. Last question here. Um, or no, I'm sorry. Uh, rather than take that one, let's go to this one. Uh, is there anything to, do, uh, to dissolve scar tissue? Um, That's a tough one, Doug. I've never seen anything that really does that well. Now, sometimes if you have a really bad scar, you can go to a good surgeon. They can redact it for you. I know that Sharon, uh, years ago, this is an interesting story. I've never told it on your show, but I'll tell it now since this came up. Years ago, she had a... She had a grapefruit-sized tumor on her left ovary. This is my wife, Sharon. And she basically, uh, she went to the doctor. He immediately sent her to an oncologist. And then the, the, uh, and the doctor said, well, I think it's a water cyst on the ovary. I don't think it's cancer, but I'm not sure. And, of course, the oncologist said, we don't know. We have to basically go in there and remove this tumor in its entire mass. And I said, I told Sharon, I said, well, it's entirely up to you. I said, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You have to make your own choice on what you want to do with this. If it's a water cyst, you know, you could probably go in there and lance it. It'll go away. I said, but if it's not, you could be spreading the cancer throughout your body. I said, I don't think we've got cancer in our system because of all the supplements we take. I think it's a water cyst. Uh, we had to use some fertility drugs with Sharon because she had some problems because she had taken a, her mother had taken a compound called diethylsilbestrol when she was pregnant with Sharon and it caused a lot of uh, ovarian problems with Sharon when she was younger when we uh, basically were trying to have children. But that's another story. So what happened is the doctor went in, and it was crazy because my wife is just stunningly beautiful. She's like 59 years old. She looks like she's 40 years old. She's stunningly beautiful. She stays in shape. She's a size 2. And so we go in and we talk to the surgeon. So he goes, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go from the... Uh, from the, uh, from the, from the thoracic point here, right between the breasts, and I'm gonna cut straight down to the abdominal wall, all the way to the pubic crest, and we're gonna pull this tumor out. And I said, so you're telling me that you're gonna cut her open a foot deep, all the way down, 
And I said, look, if your skill set as a surgeon is that bad, we're not going to use you. I said, you're going to do a bikini cut below her navel, and you're going to basically remove it that way. He goes, well, it's more work for me. It'll take longer. I said, I don't really care. I said, we're paying you to do the surgery. I don't need my wife butchered with this this cut like this. And so he goes, well, I can do it that way. You got all mad and gruffy. So he removed the cyst, and it was a water cyst like we thought it was. And in the meantime, it basically really affected her hormones, which affected her emotions because she was already going through menopause because they removed the ovary. And that's why she wrote the one chapter in the book on how she stabilized her mood swings after she lost that ovary and went into menopause. And that's in the Breakthrough Health book. She has a whole protocol, a whole support program for women who are going through menopause to help them regain how should I say this politically correct, which I'm not very politically correct, how they can start acting normal again. There you go. That's the way to say it. And what ended up happening, he left her a butcher scar, Doug. I mean, it was a butcher scar. It was awful. And it never got better. It, kept, it just kept getting worse, you know, with age. And finally, we found a doctor who I think he charged like six or $700, and he was a really good facial plastic surgeon, actually. And he redacted that scar, and he basically removed it. And now you can't even see it anymore. So if you've got a really bad star, scar like that, if you get a surgeon who can come in and do it correctly who's skilled, in most cases, that's going to be the easiest way to get, better, get rid of bad scarring, Doug. It's that I know Thank of. There, there, are, now, there are some things that you can use, some different oils that are supposed to help all of this. We tried all of that, and we didn't get good results with it, so finally we just had the scar redacted. But you can go look up online and say, what essential oils help to get rid of scars? And there are a few that supposedly work for that that we did not have good results with. But again, the scar he left her was absolutely horrific. And so uh, she just asked me to get it fixed, and I told her that we would. So that's hopefully that that's a real right. personal question for us, but I don't mind sharing that with the audience. Wow. wow. That, well, thank you for that, and, and, and it, it's amazing, you know, folks. We all have. We doesn't this show that we all go through? I mean, regardless of who we are, we all go through things. One last question, yes. Ted. Uh, bad manicure, as I mentioned before, um, persistent uh, uh, fungal infection on on one of the nails of, of this woman's hand. What do you recommend? Well, there are a lot of things you can use. Uh, the um, Oh, gosh, it slipped my mind. It'll come to me in a second. There, the, again, essential oils really, really work well. Google it online. Some of there are essential. Oregano oil is supposed to be really good for fungal Oregano. infections. It does a great job. I had a, a place in my nose after a, this last trip to Europe that we went to last April and May that I couldn't get it to clear up. It was crazy. I Like I'd gotten something... I don't know what it was. I don't really know what it was. And so I finally started putting oregano oil on it. It completely cleared up. It was on the outside of my nostril, and it completely went away within about a week. So the oregano oil is supposed to work really well for fungal infections, but you can look online, too, and just put just put fungal infections, essential oils, best alternative. Just do a Google search on it, and it should pop right up. Also, with fingernails, the silica that I talked about earlier will really yeah. help you get, get, it'll help you to get rid of brittle Nails and also the B vitamins help you to get rid of brittle, flaky nails. Those two are really essential nutrients that your body has to have to have healthy nails and strong nails. And so we have all of those supplements again available at Health Masters. And again, our stuff is tested to make sure to have lead in it, which is really, really important. Yeah, if, yeah folks. Uh, and we're we're getting up to the uh, the bottom of the hour here. I, I just want to tell everyone I watched the videos of Ted's uh, uh, the manufacturing process. And millions of dollars of equipment, the environment in which your products are, are made, you know, processed, and the end product. It's uh, unsurpassed, in my view, anyway, out there. So take advantage. Doug 5, D-O-U-G 5, is the, uh, well, that's the 
promo code, coupon code, for any purchases. This is a gracious offer by, by Dr. Ted Brower. Healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com. Folks, we're going to be right back for our final segment. And we're going to just unchain Ted. Ted's been chained. You know, you know what I mean? He's been, he's been like changed, chained to the chair. We're going to unchain him. Unleash him. Unleash him. Thanks, uh, folks, for your support, your kindness, your sticking with us. It, it really, it really makes a difference. I just want to say God bless every one of you. And thanks for listening. Stay right where you're at and be right back. special guest right now, Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com. Doug5, D-O-U-G-5, is the super secret code for 5% off. That's right, 5% off all the products. They're a, they're a good buy without the 5%. 5% just makes it a better buy. Quality nutritional supplements, healthmasters.com. And uh, Dr. Ted Brower knows a lot about a lot of things. And uh, by the way, those people who ask the questions, you're going to get billed for house calls, uh, 25 bucks a pop, and that's going to be uh, $15 for Ted, 10 for the house. That's right. We're doing it. We know where you live. <laughs> Just kidding. Seriously, um, what a great, gracious guest we have and a great friend of the program. Love it when he comes on. We, I could talk to Ted for like days, you know, just days. Uh, we get purple sticked up, maybe we will. Um, I don't want to take up any more of your time, Ted. So your time that is on this program. So let's, hey, I'm going to turn you loose. Unchained, unleashed, Watchmen unleashed. Take us wherever you want to take us. Well, there are a couple more articles I want to cover. You know, with Merkel and what's going on in Europe and Germany becoming the rape capital of the world other than Sweden. Remember, Sweden is still the rape capital of the planet. I mean, Sweden's lost. Sweden's done. The uh, Muslims have pretty much completely overrun Sweden. I was there for the first time back in the late 90s. I was there with Austin on a cruise that went to St. Petersburg, Russia, and Sweden, and Finland, and also Croatia. And uh, so we, we had a, not Croatia, it was, uh, it was uh, Estonia. And so what was interesting about all of this is, is that, you know, when we were there the first time, Doug, Sweden was still blonde hair, blue eyes. I mean, it was this typical stereotype that you always think of the Swedish, you know, volleyball team or whatever, right? And then when the last time I was there about four years ago, five years ago, almost all the women had their head wrapped. I mean, I'm talking 90%. And this is in Stockholm. And I saw very, very few Swedish girls with blonde hair and blue eyes and very few Swedish women. So their culture has been completely destroyed because of globalism and because of political correctness. And of course, when they joined the EU, they were forced to take in immigration you know, quotas. The problem is there weren't that many people in Sweden. And these quotas now with these folks that have been coming in for the past 15 years and with their massive birth rate, then these guys have up to four children, four women, you know, they're allowed even in the United States, which doesn't make any sense to me, Doug. How can we have laws against polygamy in the United States, but yet we still allow Muslims 
to come into the United States and have four wives basically apply for for Medicaid and Medicare and financial assistance for one husband. It doesn't make any sense to me. The whole thing is just twisted up. I mean, the Mormons were denied statehood until they got rid of polygamy out there in Utah. And so, I mean, I'm not saying that polygamy is a good thing. I'm not saying polygamy is a bad thing because polygamy was practiced in the Old Testament. But what I am saying is, why is there a double standard for the Muslim women versus the people who live here? And in Europe, they've come in now, and they're just having like 16 children, which... I guess it's okay if they want to have that many kids, but a lot of them on the social welfare programs, but it's overwhelming the population of those countries, and the cultural degradation that's occurring is just overwhelming. And again, I mentioned at the beginning of the show when I spoke to those Germans from Germany yesterday on the tram at Glacier, they refused to even acknowledge that this problem existed because they were so politically dumbed down and trying to be so politically correct they simply were unwilling to even in another country discuss the turmoil going on in Germany, which absolutely blew my mind that their mind programming was so complete and so inclusive. So let's go ahead and go through some news stories real quick about Germany and some other stuff happening with Soros. Merkel is now preparing a deliberate, for a deliberate crisis while the White House plans for a disastrous succession. Because, I mean, for Texas is basically saying they're going to succeed. Russia basically is on our doorsteps now. We may be going into this giant war. And it's just nuts what's happening in the United States. And we are running out of time, so I'm not going to try to read this. But uh, this article is called, Merkel Prepares for a Deliberate Crisis while the White House plans for a disastrous succession. And this article is written by Jeff Berwick. And so you guys can go online and you can read this yourself because it's about 15 pages long. And I don't want to get into this as far as the length of this because it will eat up the rest of the show. This is an article that says that more than half of Americans are now living on the edge of financial ruin. Now, this is what happens when you do a social welfare program and you train people that they don't have to work for food or work for anything, Doug. And I'm not saying there aren't cases in which people actually have to be helped by the government, but I think it should be from the churches, which we mentioned earlier in the show. But a new poll has revealed that 6 in 10 Americans are teetering on the edge of financial ruin in case of a medical emergency or an act of God, and only 23% expect to see any improvement in the near future. The survey conducted by the Associated Press Research found that 57% of the polled Describe the economy as poor, and only 22% believe the economy has recovered from the financial crisis of 2008, which we know, of course, it has not. The economy has not, has not recovered. It just has not. There are pockets where the economy has recovered, primarily in the housing sectors, because of the zero interest rate loans that people are pretty much getting now, or 2 or 3% loan rates they're getting, which is starting to cause some hyper problems again in some areas, which are hot pockets for real estate. So they have to be very, very careful in those areas, too. And now here's the article we mentioned earlier. This is by Luther. It says, why is the German government telling people to stockpile food, water, and cash? Again, think about this, guys. Most of the time when they start warning stuff like this, it's because it's almost too late. Another article. CNN election propaganda hits historic level. Voting, quote, voting for racist bigot Trump is like urinating on black people. Did you see that article, Doug? I mean, I can't even believe they say stuff like this. Yes, I did. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's propaganda at its finest. I mean, there's a narrative. 
Well, what's happened is his his basically appeal to the black voters actually went up when they said this because everybody knows this is crazy. I mean, everybody knows the Democratic Party was the party of the KKK. We all know that. And now we know that the media is worried because too many Americans are starting to question the legitimacy of the 2016 elections. And now they're starting to do damage control already. And they're trying to give us skewed numbers on the polls, putting Hillary neck and neck with Trump, which is completely nonsense. It really is. Now, here's a good article from Pam Martins. And she wrote this. Now, she's kind of a socialist. So I don't care for a lot of the stuff that she wrote. But she wrote, a, she wrote a pretty good article here. And it's called Wall Street's Protection Racket, Mandatory Arbitration. Have you ever noticed that when you buy stuff now, even with cars or almost anything, you have to sign papers for it to purchase, Doug, that involves a substantial purchase? They want you to arbitrate. It says that you're not allowed to sue them if their product doesn't work properly, that you're allowing yourself to go to binding mediation or arbitration to stop anybody from suing someone else for not doing what they say they're going yep. to do. I mean, and you've seen this. I know you've seen this as an investigator over and over and over again. Guys, that's crazy. I mean, if you if you have a product that doesn't work, I think you should be able to just, if somebody, if somebody you buy it from somebody else, just get, get your refund on it and be done with it. Or you should have a right to seek, you know, get, get, get some type of remediation of the courts. But now they're saying that you can no longer do that, that you're going to be bound by arbitration, which means you get a person in a room, an arbitrator, and they decide how to negotiate with you to try to prevent this from going to court. Now, sometimes it works better that way. Sometimes it doesn't. But the problem is Wall Street's been using this, especially in their investment firms, to prevent people from suing them for giving them bad investments. And that's what she's talking about in this article. What do you think about that, Doug? Yeah, the, the, that's watch or understand the reasons behind that, the motivation behind that. It's not to protect you, you know, Mr. Consumer, Mr. End User. No, no, no. It is to, um, and it's not to keep the case out of the courts, although that's the essential end game byproduct. It's to protect the um, perpetrators of fraud in some cases or uh, creators of, of Boy, I, I, I'm searching for words here. Uh, lemons. How's that? I'll just use that. There you one. go. There you go. Yep. Yep. So, well, what, yeah, so what you in, think? In Florida, we've got a lemon law. And if you can prove that a vehicle's been in the shop three or four times and you have the continual problems over and over and over again, uh, you could actually force the manufacturer to refund your money on the vehicle. And so it's something that happens a lot in Florida. But it's very difficult to get that through. It's, it's very difficult to prove it you know, with the manufacturers in court. And that's why a lot of times, you know, you like with RVs and stuff, they're, they're lemon laws on RVs, and they'll do, re they'll do work for you on the RV, but they won't give you the paperwork on what they did. I've seen this repeatedly personally. And you gotta, you gotta just like fuss at them to get paperwork to get the information. So if there is a problem with this thing being a lemon, that you could actually prove that it was, because they don't want to give you any documentation that the work can't be repaired properly. And so it's, it's interesting when you start getting into higher end vehicles, if you're not careful how these manufacturers work with a lot of these dealers and not allowing you to garner, garner the, you know, garner the information to actually prove that it's a lemon law claim. So the state of Florida has a really good lemon law program. If you ever buy an RV, I highly suggest you buy it in Florida and not your state if they don't have a lemon law. Here's another article. It's by Hayes. It says the cost of U.S. healthcare is now 800% higher per person than it was in 1960, even when adjusted for inflation. 
that means it's eight times more expensive, even even without inflation adjustment, to go to the emergency room to get your finger stitched back up. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, you could easily drop thirty to fifty thousand dollars. They said now being in the hospital for just a few days. I know Austin, his bill with the pericarditis, which by the way, I want to thank everybody for praying. A lot of people continue to ask questions about that. He's 95%, 98% better now. He has to avoid getting under stressful situations. He got into an argument with his younger brother a couple of weeks ago on it. Yeah, kind of had a little relapse for a day or so, but he's doing absolutely wonderful, you know, if he keeps out of stress. And that's the thing that I learned when I had pericarditis back in the 80s is that I had to avoid certain conditions that created stress in my life because whenever your heart gets compromised like that, you've got to really, really take care of it because whenever stuff like that happens to you, you're basically looking in the mirror and you see your own mortality. And a lot of times it's pretty shocking when you're young to realize how fragile life is and how quickly it can go away. So it will give you an epiphany as far as what you expect out of life, what you want out of life. And if you allow it to, it can help change you because remember – Things that happen to Christians, and we have to believe this, that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And so if we just have that mindset and we work together always for a concerted goal and we all work together to try to get a better solution, you know, we've got to believe that if God directs our paths, that our footsteps are ordered by the Lord and he's going to take us in the right direction. I believe that with all of my heart. I really do. And I believe my entire life has been lived that way because if we don't believe that, Doug, what's the alternative to believe that everything that happens is just an accident? I don't believe any of that. I believe that we are directed by God Almighty himself because we're in covenant with him and he allows things to happen in our life that are primarily good. I also believe that we can control the outcome of our lives and the things that happen to us by our prayer, which I've talked about many, many, many times, and by our confessions of faith. I believe we can control that also. I mean, if you've got a really negative attitude, you can have a pretty negative life. And that's just common sense. I mean, people say, well, common, you will have a positive attitude doesn't always help. Well, a negative attitude never helps anything. So that's how I look at life always, Doug, is it's, you know, always try to learn things from situations and surroundings. Like I learned the other day with the motorhome incident. Try not to park in motorhome parking. Try, try not to park in Walmart parking lots in, in motorhomes. <laughs> Stay out in the back 40. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just <laughs> avoid certain situations and learn from them. You know, Don't let the situation kill you, but allow it to teach you and to learn from it. Very, very important that people don't make the same mistakes over and over again. You don't want to repeat first, you don't want to repeat first yeah. grade 20 times. I mean, what's that all about? I know a lot of kids, they basically keep repeating the same year over and over again, not academically, but emotionally and mentally. And they never learn from anything that's allowed to happen to them or happens with them or whatever. It's just that remember, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to those purpose. We can also do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We've got to realize that a positive goal-oriented lifestyle with positive confessions and positive prayer is going to be a whole lot better than the opposite. Just remember it that way. Another article. Neocons and Clintonites are now preparing for war in Syria. Propaganda campaign in support of direct U.S. military intervention is underway. Now, again, because we want to replace the government there, because Qatar wants to run a gas pipeline, and Putin doesn't want them to do that because he supplies the gas to Europe, and Syria doesn't want to do it either, the government, our government, has decided to overthrow Syria, and now Russia's supporting Syria, and our government is prepared to now, and they have put troops on the ground as advisors in Syria. And guys, remember, the Westphala Treaty of West Westphala, we talked about this a few months back, it specifically 
it, it says no. It forbids other countries getting into getting involved in conflicts and civil disputes and civil disorders and civil wars in other countries. You can't do that by the Treaty of Westphalia. It's not allowed. Now, if the country invites you in, the, the, the ruling party in that country, the president says, please come help us like they've done with Russia, that's okay. But they don't want us in there. They don't want the Mossad in there. They don't want them involved in this dispute that was basically instigated by the CIA. They want this mess done and out. The problem is because Russia's backed Syria now, we're having a difficult time overthrowing the government. So it's like Egypt. Egypt was one of the most forward-thinking countries in Africa, if not the most. Libya, same thing. And we've gone in there and we've completely destabilized both those governments now. And, of course, both those governments were thinking about trading oil for, do- for, for gold in other currencies, you know, instead of the petrodollar. And, of course, they get overthrown. Now, Iran, on the other hand, for some reason, I have no idea what that was all about with Barack Obama giving them that incredible deal in that treaty. I still don't understand that one. Doug, do you have any idea why we did that? Well, a couple of things, if I if I may. I want to address what you said about Syria. Folks, troops in Syria, and right after Benghazi, I said Benghazi was all about Syria, and right. World War Three was going to begin in Syria. And, you know, keep your eyes on it. There you go. Now it's, what, three years later, or four years, five, whatever. Um, there it is. So, the, the, Syria, yes. Uh, Iran, I, I think I, there's... There's a push-pull here with Iran that we're not seeing. I think it's it's part of a bigger chess game, a three-dimensional chess game, uh, frankly. And I think, aside from Valerie Jarrett, I think that there's uh, there's other issues here. Uh, we, you know what, Ted? We had uh, uh, the head of the Assyrian Christian Army on this program, uh, Sargis Sangari. And, and he was talking about Syria, but he also talked about Iran and Libya and all, all the other countries, uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, it's a wild card, I think, here. Uh, I, I don't I don't know. I, I mean, I guess that that's the thing. I don't know. How, how, how do you think it plays in? All I know is when, he, when, when Obama wrote his book, he said if, the, if, the, if, the, if the, he's going to go with the Muslims, if the, if the tides of this stuff change. I mean, he said that in his own book. And so, you know, I personally believe that, you know, of course, there's not really not any doubt about that. We know Obama's a Muslim. We got that figured out already. That wasn't really a, that wasn't a hard question on a true-false test, you know. And uh, it's just that I personally believe that he's done everything he can to compromise the United States. But remember, George Soros, being that Rothschild stooge, has done the same thing. He kind of runs the Democratic Party now from the, all the leaked emails that we're seeing. He's kind of like telling, you know, Clinton how to handle things and bringing her directly into it. And, uh, you know, him being the Rothschild stooge, we've got to go back to the central banks, to the Sabbateans, to the Luciferians, to the pedophile ring that we talked about earlier in the show. I mean, all of this stuff ties together. Uh, yesterday we were talking to a lady at a furniture store here in, in, uh, in Kalispell, and she was, she was awake, and she started asking me all these questions, and I started talking to her, and I said, well, I can answer a lot of them. I said, I don't have all the answers for you, but we've got a pretty good chunk of the puzzle put together now, which is only because of the Internet and alternative media, because we've been able to do the research, the deep research on what the state has done in the last 70, 80, 90, 100 years with the Rothschild banking cartel taking over the United States in 1913 with the passage of the Federal Reserve Act, then the seizure of the gold by the Rothschild banking cartel in 1933 through, through FDR, 
using that gold to start the, the Exchange Stability Fund in 1934, which is basically where the shadow government gets its funding through the sale of uh, Afghanistan heroin through the United States and the CIA. And that shadow government's now been running things since the 30s and 40s. And, and, I, and I went through the whole process with her and how it all laid out. She goes, wow. She goes, there's really a timeline. If you don't go all the way back, it doesn't make any sense. And I said, well, it goes back further than that. It goes all the way back to Druidic worship and all the way back to the Tower of Babel, all the way back to Genesis chapter 6 and the fallen angels. I said, you've got to go all the way back, 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 back to the beginning to understand this agenda that they're in. There's been this war in the heavenlies that's been going on for eons of time. The Bible talks about it. And it's the overthrow that they're trying to overthrow Yahweh. And Lucifer basically decided to just try to take over heavens from what we understand with the scripture. And then God just had enough of it and tossed him out and dropped him into a lower dimension where he no longer has authority over anything, really. Because as Christians, we have authority over him. The only people he controls are the, the, the unbelievers of this world who basically he's clouded their mind to believe the lie, which we've talked about on prior shows. And that's why the Bible says they have like a veil over them that they will not believe the truth. Because you can sit there right now and you can tell, show people what Hillary Clinton is to the people that are supporting her, explain what she's done, and Doug, these people that are these, these diehard Hillary supporters, nothing you can say as far as factual evidence that you can produce will sway them one iota from saying they will not vote for this witch. Period. They won't do it. It doesn't make any difference. You can't confuse them with any facts because they don't care. But Soros has been this big puppet manipulator. And again, I believe he's been funded through the Rothschild banking cartel, just like J.P. Morgan was. And here's some things that he they talk about with him, about the top ten machinations of this master manipulator. And this is a pretty good article. I don't have the uh, author of this one, but you can look it up. And it basically says, if there's a good, if there's a movement, there's a good chance that Soros is behind it. And the article starts off and it says, the recent Soros attack the hacking and the release of 2,500 plus emails and documents released by DC leaks shows black and white proof of the machination of manipulation of the massively long reach of the Hungarian-born Jew multi-billionaire top Hillary Clinton donor arch manipulator and big-time New World Order insider George Soros. The man is extremely influential and deserves to be focused upon the same way as the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds have been. He has been behind some extremely important political movements in the U.S., including Black Lives Matter and geopolitical events around the world, such as the U.S.-funded Ukrainian coup, which installed a neo-Nazi puppet government. Soros' favorite method is to fund revolutions and fake grassroots uprisings. And they're saying if there's a movement and there's a problem in the country, it's probably due to Soros, which is synonymous with Rothschild again, Soros slash Rothschild. Some things they say that he's been involved in is trying to sway a U.S. Supreme Court decision trying to buy journalists, influencing and trying to take advantage of the European migrant crisis, which we know that he's done, trying to reform immigration law through Europe and the world, including the a U.S. immigration law passed by the Gang of Eight Senators, funding Black Lives Matter, dictating to then U.S. Secretary Hillary of State, Clinton, how to handle a political situation in Albania as revealed by WikiLeaks. It starts off with, Dear Hillary, a serious situation has arisen in Albania and needs urgent attention of senior levels of your government, telling her what to do. Number seven, donating money buying influence to social justice through centralization of power in the state. Number eight, trying to make Greece support the Ukrainian coup and turn against Russia. Number nine, turning, gathering information on opponents to his agenda. <laughs> and controlling the U.S. ambassador to the Ukraine and other key Ukrainian figures. This guy's involved in all of it. And so his hack by WikiLeaks has shown a vast, hidden 
influence that he has had globally with governments, including Hillary, the Clinton Foundation, the United States government, our State Department, and everything that's going on globally seems to have his thumb in the middle of it, Doug, Joe. And again, he's trying to bring in a new world order based upon a feudal system, I guess, this Sabbatean way, because I believe he's a Rothschild stooge. What do you think, Doug? Yeah, you know, follow the money, like we do in all investigations, and, and there it is. And behind Soros, and well, now the spawn of Soros, (laughs) <laughs> is, is, is active. Um, and isn't it interesting how Hillary is beholden to, to Soros? And, and, and Soros, the, the, you, I can't even count the number of foundations. Uh, well, I guess I could, but a hundred and some odd foundations, uh, initiatives he's got his funding into. I mean, it's ridiculous, including but not limited to Black Lives Matter, as you mentioned, and any kind of, uh, a socialist cause or communist cause, there you find them. But but behind him are the other big uh, funders, the the people that you, whose names and faces you don't see or hear. You know, so. Well, the, the the craziest thing, Doug, it all goes back. You know, it all goes back to what happened with World War One and the Bolshevik Revolution, which was almost done by entirely by the money that was funded through the. <laughs> through, 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 the, through, through, through the Rothschilds. And they're the ones who started this entire communist revolution. They're also the ones that brought all of the communists in from Russia and promoted this entire agenda with the communist revolution in Germany. They're the reason that Hitler was so angry with what happened with the Treaty of Versailles. I mean, we, we've gone into detail on your shows and how the Rothschilds were there basically orchestrating the entire Treaty of Versailles and telling everybody what they were going to do, these governments, and how they were going to do all of the stuff that they did to Germany with the Treaty of Versailles. And, and then Hitler came after all of these, these communists and, was, and had enough of all of them, and it ended up precipitating itself into World War II which, of course, was pretty much orchestrated, again, by the Rothschild banking cartel. And so all of this nonsense, if you read the book Pawns in the Game by William Guy Carr, who was an officer in the, in the military in England, he wrote this book back in the 50s, just about a decade after World War II was over, he basically said that this Rothschild banking cartel, these Satanists, is who they are, were running the entire planet, and they're the ones that divided up Europe. And they wanted to get Christianity out of Europe, and that's why they put this communist group of people and gave half of Europe to them because it was able to basically destroy Christianity and much of Europe. And, of course, the communists didn't believe in God. That's what their mantra was. Well, they do believe in their God. They believe in Lucifer, but they don't want to tell you about that when they first come in and start this mess. And so that's why the guy that I spoke to, from the guy from Lithuania, was so angry because of what the communists did to his culture. When I spoke to him about what happened, you know, on the tram going to Glacier the other day, he was so angry that the communists had done with the USSR, and basically he had raped his country and his culture and destroyed it, basically, from what it had once been. Well, just wait until Hillary, that the uh, the Hillary Diane Rodham, the witch, the yak, the communist Clinton gets in. That's right. You like you, you like uh, communism? You like godless lawlessness? Here, it's coming if you bring her in. Ted, you've done it. You've taken us through another entire program of the Hagman and Hagman Report, and this after doing your own show, which folks, by the way, can be heard after this show tonight. 
right now. You don't even have to change stations right here on the Global Star Radio Network. So hang in for that. Ted, I just want to say thank you, brother. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to be with us. And God Doug, thank you. you. And I, I want to thank your audience. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Thanks for getting your multiple vitamins from us. I appreciate that. I mean, thanks for using yeah. the Doug 5 coupon and, and for being there for all of us, for all of us on the front lines and all of the supporters that we have are just what make this possible to be able to do what we do and help the people that we help. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm just deeply indebted to all of you guys for being there to support us and supporting Doug and donating to Doug's cause that he does and supporting people like Chuck Baldwin and Pastor Langford. Thank you. And uh, God bless you all, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks, man. And, and thank your wife for uh, sharing you with us tonight. God bless you, brother. Thanks, Travel bye. safe. All right. Folks, that'll do it for us. The Hagman Report. Uh, what great, what a great show. I mean, what, we, I really believe that we have the best lineup of guests. And if you, next week, we're, we're going to have Steve Quayle. We're going to have Dick Morris. Yeah, that's right. Dick Morris on joining us. Steve Quayle and others, but, but, uh, stay tuned to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Again, I want to thank Todd from Global Star Radio Network. Thank you so much for carrying our program. And I want to thank each one of you for your prayers, your support, your kindness. And I do mean that. And as we enter into this this weekend, folks, uh, stay alert. Uh, pay attention. If, if there's anything that does happen of, of consequence, we will come back out and uh, discuss it. But please, when you hit your knees tonight, um, and and please hit your knees tonight. Say a prayer for. Uh, I'll just pray, pray, prepare, and saddle for battle. God bless. The sustainable backup method.